Wake up, gamers, because you're listening to Big Think Dimension with Dan and Bob Video Games. More like Alan Wake Up Gamers. Two. Chris Wolfhart. Alan, wake up. And Dr. Agro. Fuck the government. We have bolt cutters. Here on Gigaboots. That was... It was a sick Alan, Alan Wake reference, right, Agro? <laughs> yes. Wait, are you kidding? That's the best line in that game. <laughs> I mean... It, it, I mean... It's 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 it places up there for sure. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to the first big thing to mention of 2024. This is the one where uh, we've been teasing it for those who missed all the teasers over the holiday break. This is the one where a core member of Gigaboots dies. <laughs> we just don't know who it's going to be, but we probably have been sprinkling hints all throughout Big Thing Dimensions history. So we hope you prepared yourself. People are going to be like, who who killed them, though? We have to find out in Big Think Dimension 255. And literally, we do a poll, 99.9% .9 of people tosh. Obviously. <laughs> it's like the, the Maggie Simpson thing, except for it's really, really obvious. Oh, nice. I can. I always forget that I'm just barely covering the soda. Uh-huh. I always forget, because I feel like it's shitty almost ad placement if it's right in the in front of their face the whole time. So if I just... There we go. Anyway. I always feel like everybody remembers the arc where Chris beat Tosh to death with a crowbar, but nobody talks about the comic right after that where he becomes the ambassador from Iran to the UN. <laughs> yeah. That's a real thing, by the way. If you don't know that, that's why that's why Batman couldn't do anything to the Joker for killing Jason Todd. He immediately became the ambassador to Iran and had diplomatic immunity. Comic books. Those wow. are those are some real stories. <laughs> yeah, that comic books used to have insane fun things in them, and now they're just people having depression. <laughs> I feel like that's at least partially the plot of a lethal weapon movie. <laughs> that's so likely. I'm terrified. <laughs> I'm sweating bullets over here. Like, oh my god. <laughs> no, I'm, I mean it is, but it's like it's '80s depression, so we. We just bring it up now and then, but then, then he mans up and gets over it. <laughs> was, I guess Jason Todd dying was the 80s. I thought that was maybe the 70s. No idea on that, but the Lethal Weapon movies would have been 80s. <laughs> yeah, I always oh, figured yeah, it that... was 1988. Okay. That was a lot more recent than I thought. <laughs> so I'm in the middle of Goaty Cram. Which, for people who are somehow this uninitiated, that's Game of the Year. Which, our Game of the Year ceremony will start the Monday after this. So help us God. <laughs> uh, it's very exciting. We have all sorts of fun categories. But there's so much cramming that goes into the Game of the Year event. No matter how prepared you think you might be, you aren't prepared enough. Mm. And there will always be something that's evading you, slipping through the cracks. So, as I'm up since like i don't know five in the morning four in the morning three in the morning i don't remember and i'm cramming one of the last few games to get through the cracks just get get done just barely get there before today's recording of the game of the year podcast i get trapped 
in an almost Alan Wake-like superposition state as I'm cramming a game about cramming before a deadline because I played Endless Mondays. I also played Endless Mondays during the break. (laughs) I played it entirely because Bob added one character from it to a category. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Then I looked at it and went, oh, I better play this. (laughs) You're like, let me Google this. Ah, shit. Uh... That game is delightful. I could, you know, I was, we we could just get right into that. We can open this on that. Let me go ahead and put that up on the screen. Hey, Chris, do you want to talk about your experience with that game? Uh, well, real quick, actually, before that even, Bob, you played this game months ago. Yes, I brought it to the podcast months ago. Back when it came out, which I think like, was July or it something? It was something absurdly a long time ago. <laughs> that's, that's, that's for certain. Uh, Chris, tell us about your experience with Monday. <laughs> Uh, I was, you know, I bought it and then I played it that night and then I got found a couple hidden things and then I'm like, I guess I should go, uh, find out how to find the rest of the hidden things. And then I did those except for the one where you have to pass out playing a mobile game twice. Cause that takes too long. And it, my, my, my hand was getting tired. Oh yeah. No, I saw the requirements <laughs> for that. I was like, that's deranged. What is wrong with you? <laughs> I figured you'd have there had to be something like that, but I played that mobile game for what I thought was an insane amount of time and didn't pass out. So you have to you have to play it until the entire background becomes black. Yeah, your character literally starts blacking out levels of pass out <laughs> while playing this mobile game. And the great thing is she has like three different states of visual representation of her. Yes, she does. I have one of them. <laughs> oh, do you have a picture? <laughs> Here is the here is what she looks like when when this is when you stop playing she will black out. What's <laughs> it? That's really good. Let me get this uh, somewhere where I can show it. This is always more complicated than I wish it was, but to make it less complicated would also be more complicated in a different way. But here we go. She can join us for the podcast, sure. Yeah. We'll just, <laughs> we'll just put her right here. But yeah, no, she gets more bags under her eyes and stuff. It's really good. It's really good. Uh, this game is about an office worker cramming to make uh, marketing material for a project they know nothing about yeah, before she, the deadline, which is on com- Monday. She's working for a tech company that doesn't seem to make anything. <laughs> Into the deadline that, that she's had an advanced knowledge of for over a month and done nothing on two months, <laughs> two months, and she's done nothing. Guys, it's it's more than that. I when you go back in oh, time, I think oh, it's six yeah, months yeah. to a year. Yeah, no, it's bad after that. It's no, so I think bad. I think I think it's all, they only send her back fifty five days. I think is what they say. Uh, she remembers other things. Uh, but yeah, uh, the game's really delightful. It's a visual novel. It's uh, uh, relatable to an extent that is uh, soul-crushing to me. Because <laughs> as much as like people may hear about everything I, you know, because there were, there were times where on Twitter I would detail all of what I did in a day, and people would be like, holy shit, you're so productive. Uh, no, that character's me for real. It's bad. <laughs> Speaking of which, uh, you know what? I'll cop to it. The intro for Game of the Year 2023, as in the thing that plays to get into every ep- It's not done. It's not even started. I have to make that in the next four days, and one of those days is a death stream. Uh, it better be a short death stream. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, I, I feel like I, I got that done a little bit earlier last year. I don't know, though. I don't, I don't right. know for sure. <laughs> I don't think that's right. The, the process of moving was both easier and harder on a longer-term scale. Mm-hmm. Like, there are just a million things that are weird about this house and this new situation, things you got to get settled when you move and other things like that that just drain hours out of days as you go. Yeah, I know. Doing all the licensed stuff and everything took up a ton of days. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's not. It's not easy. Uh, but I am excited. Game of the Year is going to be really good. There's a lot of... The worst part of Game of the Year this year is that there were so many good games, and it feels <laughs> savage. It feels savage to be like... Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The way uh, the way I the way I do game of the year is I just make a ranked list of everything, mm-hmm. and as I play things, I move them. So I'm like, so I'm watching what's getting pushed out of the top ten, and I'm like, what the fuck? This is getting shoved out of the top. Oh 10? yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had an experience over the break that was arguably like revolutionary in certain spaces in certain ways and it was a great fun time but there were enough glitches and other things to hamper my experience where i'm like this isn't even placing it's not even close (laughs) and the funny thing is i've been doing that chris method of having a top 10 a functional top 10 you know not cemented Uh uh-huh the entire year i think i started this list at latest may and I've just been watching as during the cram at the end here, it has gotten savage. I've been like, I'm enjoying this game and it's doing interesting and new things and it won't get anywhere near number 10. That's, that's deranged. What a deranged good year. Yeah, there, 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 there may be a certain game that costs $350 million that is hovering around 17. Let me. I'm gonna go look at mine. Yeah, I haven't ordered mine yet. I, I just have this to, big list of games, and I'm like, "Yep, that that's gonna be a problem." I'm just, <laughs> I'm just gonna come up here to my list. Like, I know personally, I I can't begin to decide until the day before, like when I have to. Uh-huh. That is when my brain will unlock, <laughs> and the giant stone door will roll away. <laughs> Chris, that is the exact same spot it has on my list currently. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> I like certain three hundred fifty million dollar video game. Really? But I think three hundred fifty dollar video game good. Yeah, there, might be, the there might be a couple huge uh, video games that came out this year that might have been kneecapped by just being radically better versions of great games we've played before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 yeah, there might be there, certain games might have suffered from not being named Alan Wake too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is uh, this is hard, and I'm gonna have to replay almost every game in my top ten to feel it out because it feels <laughs> insane to me that it feels insane to me. Okay, that my number ten is my number ten, and it's both like, why are you so low, and nothing will overcome this. Mm-hmm. At the same time, it's what a year reminder for people who have long term memory problems or haven't been with us long enough to know. 
I've been confident in coming in. Was it two years that I've come in? Two different years I've come in and just been like, there aren't 10 top games of the year. <laughs> yes. Something like that. Uh, I either had eight or seven games those years. And this year I could fill a top 20 and it would still have to drop some things <laughs> for sure. <laughs> yeah. Wow. There's a there's a current game on my list that was a number. It's currently number twelve, which is a real number. You know, we do top tens and a uh, runner ups. It uh, it was pretty high in my list for a chunk of the year. Like it was up there. It was a contender. <sighs> what a year! What a year! I'm so excited. I'm so excited to talk about these games. Not only as like ranking them what is the greatest game of 2023 but also these categories because like a lot of places games are to be remembered not just by like the sum of all of their parts but the individual aspects that make them stand out like say which one had the most hideous creature <laughs> what is the best scrimblo or maybe even the best rat of 2023 these are important things to remember way more important than Best fighting game, and you give it to multiverses. <laughs> Sifu. Oh my god, I oh forgot. Oh god, I forgot that. I forgot. Yeah, That's no, so it's, embarrassing. It, it's unforgivable levels of like what happened. <laughs> I, I I love doing game of the year. Um I love next year's conceptually from this far away even more. Because <laughs> man. I sure would like to get out ahead of this more next year. <laughs> it's not like next year is also a completely jam-packed year. Oh, wait, the first three months are insane. The first three months are insane. I don't I, know how many 80-hour RPGs, 20-hour RPGs, 40-hour RPGs we're going to get all on top of each other, but I know like for the first three months, it's it's pretty dire. Yeah, I, I have a sneaking suspicion that the back half of this year might be uh, hollow. Uh, so, so remember the the only Sony game we know exists at all comes out in 2026. Well, here's your problem: one, you're discounting Helldivers two. <laughs> yes, two. <laughs> Who the fuck cares about Sony? The Switch two launches this year. <laughs> oh yeah, that is that is true. The Switch. It's hard. The Switch for me. 2, like, I'm just going to have to bite through my tongue and give up on my don't buy games at launch. But the rest of this year, I'm like, I'll play 100 games in the last three months of this year to not have to buy things for $70. Yeah, I uh, I was interested in doing something if I can find more time. Maybe I'll do it at the end of the game of the year ceremony. Um, but I was interested. I, I feel like this is a really good topic for like you could make a whole video out of this. How much money did I potentially save by just buying at the last second and cramming for Goaty? Mm. Because, you know, Star Wars Jedi Survivor was a $70 video game. You bought, it, yeah. you bought it months later for 40 right? Yep. Like three months? Two and a half? I think it was only two, yeah. It yeah. does not take that long for these $70 video I games to get half the, price. <laughs> I bought like four or five months later for 25 Right. Right. 
And hell, I waited I waited a month and a half on Alan Wake 2 and it was 20% off. I got it for $48. I <laughs> waited that long for Alan Wake 2. I waited three months, two months for Alan Wake 2, and I got it for 20 20- the end of October, Dan. It okay, came so out like October 29th. Okay, so two two months exactly. <laughs> I got it for $26 on Epic. Yeah, because Tim Sweeney's insane. <laughs> I hope that gets them half of the PC market. <laughs> Uh, that was a great experience for $26, let me tell you. Uh, but, well, I'm not going to tell you because we're getting to Alan Wake later. We've sort of co-opted this Endless Monday segment to just sort of talk about Game of the Year and how excited we are and how excited you should be for Monday. But yeah, I genuinely think it's getting to a part, a point where it's absurd now with these games, with the AAA <laughs> games, where it's like, why would I pay $70 to get a game that... A lot of the time, this last year especially, runs like shit, is not done, mm-hmm. and will be drastically cheaper two months later. Yeah, no, it's yeah, like every seventy dollars fr- game of mine, this year. Friend of mine, Twitch.tv slash Orion, a uh, very cute VTuber. They played Spider-Man Two this week and softlocked like five times. Like they got into five situations where they had to reload from checkpoint because something just didn't work right. That's Sony's That's... biggest game, like what for like in the in like a three year target zone is their mm-hmm. biggest game. Yeah. And this is two months after launch. That's yeah. that's yeah. actually crazy. I can't be surprised though. I, I soft lock in the intro, the big Sandman fight. Yeah. So I'm I'm not surprised this it just happens at random too. I'm trying to remember if I soft locked. I know I crashed once. And I feel like I soft locked once, I, but I can't over. Like, I had a crash. I had a soft lock, and then I had stuff like, I sure broke this crawling on the ceiling segment, and I'm walking through walls, standing on things I shouldn't be standing on. <laughs> yeah, I love every time they're like, "You're gonna do a cool cinematic walk and talk," and I'm like, "Uh, yeah, I jumped before that moment, and now I'm just standing like an idiot and moving in a very weird way through this narrow passageway." <laughs> Anyways, yeah, make the next one bigger. That'll go well. <laughs> um, but yeah, Endless yeah, Monday is very cute. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Just, I just keep thinking of Sakurai saying, yeah, games can't get any bigger. It's, it's, not, it's not organizationally feasible to test them if they get any bigger than they are right now. It's okay. They'll figure out a way to have AI do the QA. <laughs> oh, my God. No. No, I, mm. <laughs> I'm, I'm things they, I don't want to see on Big Think in 2024. Right. They will say they figure out a way to get ahead to test them. They won't actually do it. I bet Microsoft will find a way to get AI to QA it, and then it'll launch broken, and they'll go, what? But the, the AI said it was fine. Whoops, our bad. Don't worry. We're hiring all those QA people back at minimum wage. Did we yeah, say hiring? De- we, we meant contracted. It's definitely, <laughs> it'll definitely be one of those situations where it'll be like, yeah, we had AI test it, and, th- and then the, the human people we had overseeing that said it was all fucked up and broken, and this was a terrible idea, so we got rid of them. <laughs> yeah, that's how it goes. Clearly, they were the bottleneck. We're so much more agile now. But yeah, Endless Monday. It's really cute. Really funny. It's $10 full MSRP on Steam. It went on sale for the Steam sale. So it was cheaper than that. Chris, do you remember how much you paid? 
seven, I think. It was like it's seven or eight bucks when it's on sale, something like yeah. that. Yeah, it's like it's a good game. Yeah, really enjoyable. Nice, small, light. I think it was like two to three hours doing everything. Almost everything. That fucking mobile game thing is <laughs> deranged. What is wrong with them? I think you have to chop down. You have to get like 10 million logs. Oh, my God. I got I, 20K. I don't think you have to get. I don't think you have to get that many. It's It's definitely based on like it's not based on time. It's based on you have to but, actually play it. But. But the the achievements. <laughs> yes, the achievements go up to I think a hundred million logs, which which is less insurmountable than it seems because you do hit these things. It's like doubles the amount of logs you have right now. Reminder: This is a game about somebody who is a serial procrastinator, and at any moment in this game, basically, you can hit the Y button to bring up your phone and just start playing a mobile game, like yeah, mid conversation. Uh, right, a mobile like idle clicker game. And in fact, uh, you have to do that mid conversation to get one of the achievements. Oh my god! Because <laughs> that's how you recommend it to someone. You just pull it up in the middle of talking to them and start playing it. Yeah, you're going log wild. <laughs> yep. That was pretty good when that popped up the first time. I was like, oh, that's really good. Uh, but yeah, maybe check that out. I don't know. Chris, did you have anything else you want to say about uh, that? No, there's, there's a real strong contender for uh, best character design if you get a really difficult to get secret. Not difficult, but an slightly esoteric to get secret ending. <laughs> There's so many options of where we can go from here. Hey, Bob. Hey, what's up? What would we stream last Friday? Uh, Super Mario RPG, the remake. That explains why I couldn't remember a new game we played. Right. That game is great, but it is identical, basically. So it's yeah. not like yeah. a unique experience. Yeah, my favorite parts are like there are a ton of quality of life things. There are cool post-game content things. Mm -hmm. uh, but that soundtrack, when you listen to it on headphones, is like absolutely banging and i felt i felt sad i didn't have headphones on for the stream afterwards watching the bottom like oh this is immaculate oh my god <laughs> holy crap uh yeah i don't have a whole lot to say about super mario rpg remake other than it's super mario rpg it was great before it's greater now the only issue is that some camera angles and in some individual rooms kind of run bad because it's a unity game on the switch yeah, and it also has some input yeah. lag issues where they readjusted uh, timing, timing and things. Stuff, yeah, which I, stinks. Which, if they make another one of these, it needs to run better and it needs to have like better like, like input inputs. latency. Yeah. yeah, which the Switch Two could even patch. functionally fix that theoretically because some of the input like has to be coming from the controller, right? Um, theoretically, but yeah, I don't know. It was it was a great time. Yeah, and the game the game looks great, crazy good. It it does it's it's crazy here yeah this is on unity and running on a switch and then look at it and you're just like damn fixed camera Man, angles our, huh? yeah <laughs> our stance of fixed camera angles sure is being proven completely right also getting uh power level in the in the shipwreck was pretty great oh yeah that was delightful thank you chris for the tip <laughs> yeah yeah i told dan that and then the stream stopped for 40 minutes as spiff started melting but you don't need to you don't need to grind for 40 you got almost to the level cap in 40 yes, minutes yeah, and it's it great. great like and i wanted to do it again the next day right like if i wasn't in the goatee grind i would have 
like that's 40 minutes and then you don't have to think ever again no <laughs> no you you have to think at culix a little yes <laughs> yeah it was a great experience it felt good it felt strong felt great you know johnny and his crew's just like oh johnny's gonna fuck you up and i'm like i really doubt I that sir man the, the weirdest thing about the remake is finding out that johnny is just a guy wearing a shark suit yeah it's yeah. weird yeah that's really weird to seeing his eyes inside the mouth it's strange every character redesign that is just it's not a redesign it's just you're able to see it now and process it differently is just a jarring moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Oh no. God, I really do hope they're making another one of these now. I think it's incredibly possible. Right. Yeah, yeah just because there's so much love in this, and <laughs> it, I hope it did really well. Like it's it a stellar game. Nintendo clearly understands that people want a Mario R a, a real Mario RPG again. That's why they're doing this and that's why they did that they're doing that Paper Mario one mm -hmm. remake. So I'm sure there's something Yeah, see that's the thing. I have to decipher the true intent behind this and is it that these are games they could remaster reasonably easily or is it that they understand RPGs need to be they need to shore up that segment look a little we all bit. we all know the real reason they did this is so that when gino's in smash bros next year everyone just understands <laughs> i will never have one harder in my life <laughs> ever it's uh it is worth noting that this is the highest any mario rpg has sold in japan week one since the original <laughs> and there was no and that's physical so there was no digital sales back then so this almost certainly sold wow probably 40 to 50 percent higher that's awesome man bob they're gonna reboot smash because you know they can't add more characters right yeah and there are only gonna be 10 characters and one of them's gonna be gino <laughs> be like he's a tenth of the fucking roster go fuck yourself <laughs> Yeah, he's going to be the nasty. You have to work really hard to unlock him. Yep. <laughs> and now because... put in Malo. <laughs> no! <laughs> it's going to be Gino, Malo, Waluigi, a couple other of those fucking characters. <laughs> Smash Brothers B-sides. <laughs> oh, that'd be good. That'd be good. All the music is hipster as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, Michu Yamane got her favorite jazz band to cover Re these video games. Really? Songs. We're really stress testing the Switch 2's, like, power yes like, will it will will its games have the same buff as the switch let's test by releasing the smash game no one cares about <laughs> hi i care <laughs> hello there i uh, i i'd i'd buy anything they made for a new smash the only smash i didn't buy at launch was brawl because it had the trip <laughs> <laughs> i was like you actively put a mechanic in here to vex me why also, Bob had a copy, so right, and you didn't even have a Wii at the time. I don't. No, think. but I would have. If, 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 yeah, if that if was good. Bro enough. was Melee too. Yes, I if, would have been at the store getting a Wii with funds or via running. Uh -huh. <laughs> God, that was one of the biggest fumbles of all time. It's up there, but it sold like crazy. So I guess it, I guess we're wrong. I guess because might makes right, which means you know dollars are all that matters.
But yeah, we need we need to talk about the other video games we played. But yeah, Super Mario RPG Remake. If you like the original, there's like nothing you will dislike about this other than they changed Frog Fuchsius to Frog Sage. <laughs> right? That's it. Uh, what else did we play? Uh, I beat the game Street Fighter 2010 for the NES. I avenged my youth off stream. That yeah, why'd game, you do that? That game is a content miser because I needed to. <laughs> that game actually meant something to for me to beat it. Street Fighter 2010, for people who don't know, is Street Fighter 2010, the final fight for NES. This is like the whole title as it says it in the game. Uh-huh. Uh, they changed the main character's name to Ken when it came to America. They're like, yeah, that's Ken from Street Fighter. He's a scientist now, and his friend was turned into cyboplasm. <laughs> and so he has to inject up with the cyboplasm himself to become some sort of intergalactic warrior for science and justice. I'm, I'm genuinely surprised that that isn't just to, to find out that it's actually that it isn't a licensed game. They just stripped the license out of for America like Shatterhand was. Yeah. This game's so bizarre. It absolutely would make sense if it was based on an IP. Yeah. Now that I think of it, he's pretty similar to Captain Commando. He does have Captain Commando vibes. Yeah, absolutely. And Cap I don't know if Captain Commando existed yet. He did not. Okay. No, he would have come out uh, a couple of years later, I'm pretty sure. Weird. Yeah. I don't know what, what their reasoning was behind any of the decisions with this game. But I think the game's really cool. If you fixed up how uh, platforming and the control scheme worked, like if it had more buttons to make it more like functionally, hit the bespoke button to do your uppercut sort of technique versus shooting straight up. Mm -hmm. And maybe don't limit the player to only be able to shoot once the entire time they're in air and give them a giant low gravity jump. Like <laughs> these two things just combine into, and you missed at the beginning of your jump and now you can't attack for the rest of this gigantic jump and you're waiting to land safely. And then by the time you do that, they'll be off axis from you and so close that they have to touch you. Uh, this thing is a bizarre uh, beat-em-up sort of game, but that even that is giving you notions of normalcy that this game does not adhere to. Yeah, it looks way more like a uh, platforming action game like Castlevania than it does look like a beat-em-up, and yet it has weird moves like a beat-em-up. Yeah, it's kind of like somewhere between a Mega Man, a Strider... And a normal beat em up mm -hmm. because all of your like abilities are comboing with punches and stuff and weird punches. Uh, but you can ledge climb like stri Strider hear you. Uh huh. But it's also like some levels are just the boss fight and other levels are like a platforming segment and then the boss fight. And it's, it's a really weird game. I enjoy it. It's a uh, hard as hell though. And they are content misers. You do so many refights that you get dizzy. Uh, that game should have been shorter, but uh, I'm glad I beat that game. There are very few games left on my high priority avenging my youth list, and they include Activator 2 and Castlevania 64. So you might be able to guess why I haven't beaten them. <laughs> Activator 2 is fine. I'm sorry. I'm going to keep saying this. It's really difficult, but it is a perfectly fine 2D platformer. I've heard people say they like how the glide feels at Actraiser 2 and I cannot reach I across the aisle that. to these people. I don't know about I think that feels janky, but in the grand lexicon of Super Nintendo platformers, it's pretty good. <laughs> you can do worse like Super Alfred Chicken. 
or Arrow the Acrobat. Okay, now <laughs> or that's, that's Zero the Kamikaze Squirrel. Yeah, I feel like those or, two somehow are way below Alfred Chicken. Do you also get that impression? What, what's I, that horrible thing I made you guys play on a roulette? Rocky Roden. Rocky Roden. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know. Alfred Chicken looks terrible. But it played but better, it than, plays better than like any of those. He like I think it's better than Arrow the Acrobat, uh, Rocky Rodent probably. The Rocky Rodent might be better than Arrow as well. Rocky Rodent controls fine, but it's yeah. so fucking hard. Yeah, that's a weird list. <laughs> That's a weird <laughs> list to rank. That might be weirder than all the other lists I've heard of ranking <laughs> that Bob and I have thrown back and forth. Yeah, I don't remember playing Arrow the Acrobat or that other one. Um, Rocky Rodent. Not even Rocky Rodent, but there was some third game there. It was all also just like, I don't know. I haven't played it in forever. I can't remember. Yeah, I already forgot, but I know what you're talking about. Chris just said it. Yeah. It's just zero like, the Kamikaze yes. Squirrel. There you go. I was yeah. like, Which zero. Which is technically a tie-in with a spin-off of Arrow the Acrobat, I think, because one of them is the villain of the other. I forget which way it goes. That makes sense. Given that Arrow and Zero are just the first and the last letter of the alphabet in the first slot. Mm. Okay. And then you got then you gotta throw in like Super James Pond, oh, Chuck oh. Rock, Radical Rex. And of course, everyone's favorite, Batman Forever on Super Nintendo. <laughs> That's not a mascot platformer. That <laughs> must be the worst game I ever rented. Like, period. I That was the only one where I ever, like, repeatedly nagged my mom, like, we're taking this back, I'm getting something else. Because I couldn't, I couldn't get past, like, the second screen because I never figured out that grappling hook shit. How could I? I was like seven. Right. Yeah, it's so Eric. Most fucking full-grown adults probably couldn't figure that out. <laughs> I don't know how I did. It must have been, they must have had the instruction manual or something. Right. Something like that. Because I, I did do that back in the day. Okay. We got to talk about this. I feel like we talked about this years ago, but I don't think we passed around the statement slash question. Weirdest experience I ever had renting a game was the time I rented... Um, what is the name of that? Okay, Shadowrun for Super Nintendo. Okay. And we got it back to my house and we opened the box and the cartridge falls apart. It literally was <laughs> like the last person had broken it, just shoved the pieces together and put it in there and it, it looked good enough. Uh-huh. Had no idea. So I had to take that back to the store. Bob, what is the weirdest experience you ever had renting a game? You're like, well, I used to go to the rental store and... um. They had all these Mega Man games, and then one day they didn't. They said this bastard came in and bought them all. I offhand, I can't think of something that weird. I know that I did have weird experiences, but nothing that bizarre. I think that I had one yeah. like that where I rented, and this was, and, and now with the information I have as an adult, I was saved. <laughs> Because because Dan and Bob played this game on stream once, and I was very glad I didn't have to as a child. I rented Parasite Eve 2, and that game was two copies of Disc 2. <laughs> <laughs> that is someone who rented it specifically to swap because, yeah. they, because they didn't yeah. have a functioning Disc 1 or something. Yeah, absolutely. 
They're like, I don't need to beat the game, but I would like to be able to start my game again. <laughs> you can have my disc too. Man. You know, I have thoughts of playing through Parasite Eve 2 again. Ugh. I shouldn't. Why? Because I care a lot about Parasite Eve 1, and I like Third Birthday. And 2 being I... in the middle and being so terrible, I'm like, maybe having played through that has reprogrammed my brain to be able to like it more this time. And I know I'm wrong. I'm always mm -hmm. wrong on this shit. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. But it just... Yeah, that that's always... That's always... there's That's the worst type of thing where you're like, no, the problem is with me. If I try harder this time, it'll be good. But that's never the case, no matter. And, and there are certain things. I can't find one right now because of the ADHD in my uh -huh. brain. It's like, there's definitely things where I'm like, no, I'm going to play this game like seven times over the course of my life. Just be like, no, it's, no, it's still bad. It's still bad. It, it wasn't good. The game every time is just like, how many times do I have to teach you, old man? <laughs> I keep looking in the bathroom mirror saying, all right, no, like you want to replay resistance and it's fine. Just get through one, do two real quick, real quick, and then start playing three. It's like pulling a splinter. You won't even feel it. It'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, that's how uh, resistance month is going to feel for sure. You know, those servers are still up for resistance multiplayer. I'm pretty sure. There's no oh, way yeah. for two for one. Oh, OK, OK. Holy like, shit. That that, yeah, like, two I didn't went understand down, that and that one. was upsetting. Because at least that's like a that's a smaller experience. I get why it would still be up. Whereas two was like this big thing, and it was a big thing when it went offline. Yeah, <laughs> it was upsetting to me because they took down the co-op, and that was like the only part of that godforsaken video game I actually enjoyed. <laughs> They're like, "Hey, we made our AAA shooter video game into." A, a bullet spongy korean free-to-play shooter and i'm like oh that's great that's an upgrade so bad <laughs> <laughs> um yeah the the next strongest experience i think renting a game i ever had was uh my brother he's uh older teens probably probably an adult by this point mm -hmm. let me let me do the maths here real quick da, 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 da. yeah he would he would have been uh about 18 maybe 20 something okay okay some somewhere in that range late teens early early 20s so we rent the game over blood from blockbuster and it took us 30 minutes to go this game's too fucking scary <laughs> <We're both laughs> like too fucking scared to play nice. any further <laughs> any further we're just done because i'm 10 i'm 12 or something and he's a puss so <laughs> we're both just like Mm, we're <laughs> fucked. What are we gonna tell Blockbuster to let us swap this out for some game? That, that happened to me with a game I bought. Um because I bought Eternal Darkness on the PS1 because I saw it. Eternal uh, Darkness is the GameCube on, horror game. No, Eternal No, Eternal It's Eternal something else. Heart of Darkness. That's Heart, right. of Darkness. Heart of Darkness. Yeah, that's that's a baller ass game. But I didn't know what a Prince of Persia type platformer was, like original Prince of Persia. A, yes. An, as they called a cinematic, cinematic 2D platform. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was like eight. Like this was on the PS1, you know. So I was just really freaked out by like, I, I just walked forward and died instantly like something bit this kid's head off. Mm hmm. <laughs> and that really freaked me out as a kid. So I don't think I ever beat it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no. Uh, I have a lot of adoration and respect and awe when it comes to another world 
or as it was initially released here, out of this world for the Super Nintendo. That's how I played it. And I didn't get anywhere fucking close to beating that. That game is way too fucking hard. <laughs> but it's just like amazing and powerful as an experience um, in a way that was like, oh, this is crazy. And I saw the ads for uh, Heart of Darkness on PS1 and it never connected to me like, no, that's it's a game exactly like another world. You should go try that out because the <laughs> art style is like it's trying to be like Jimmy Neutron almost. Like, it's like, oh, it's the CG cartoony look. Weird. Yeah. I I feel like it looked more like the Mad Max cartoon. Yes. You remember the old Mad Max cartoon? I feel like yeah. the main character especially looked very much like Mad Max. Mm -hmm. It's definitely more or not Ma that. Mad Max. Mighty Max is what I'm thinking of. Mighty Max. <laughs> right. Yeah. Sorry. Mighty Max. I <sighs> should have also caught that. Um. But yeah, it's it's more like that for sure. Less of a stylized look, more of a... Oh boy, it's early CG days, and this is trying to be a Saturday morning cartoon with those tools. You know, I've been I've been sitting here trying to think of rental store experiences, uh -huh. and the for only thing that came to mind was I was just probably twelve, thirteen, something like that, mm -hmm. looking through N sixty four games. Okay, in this uh, like random couple comes up to me and asks for my suggestion for what to rent their kid. Okay. So I suggest The Legend of Zelda. It's I, I, something I really enjoyed. You can tell he was like born to work at a GameStop. Continue. And they like laughed at me. <laughs> You're a child! Yeah! What the fuck's their problem? I don't know. Wait! <laughs> like I didn't pick out something mature enough for their kid. <laughs> Oh my! Yeah, it was like what? What? Like what is this? A Sheeta's dad who just gets into weird fucking spats with children? <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> Their kid has a Saturn, <laughs> and you're like, well, they're basically the same day thing. They don't. They both play discs, and they're like, the Saturn's different. It's kind of like here you calculate, right? It's like it's it's not so neato. It's completely different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah seriously what the hell i don't know like that experience was so weird in the moment and also yeah. now just thinking back i was like that can't be right <laughs> they must have been laughing at something over there right <laughs> right just they're looking at a tv and they think it's the funniest shit in the world but kid you doesn't see their eyeline <laughs> you just said the legend of zelda is really great and i like this game and they're like ha 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 our kid says the word fuck <laughs> Suggest a different video game. Sorry, if, if you think your kid is better than Ocarina of Time, you've got to really reorganize your fucking attitude, my guy. That is not true. Yeah, your kid better be running for president in like 20 years for you to say, oh, no, he's too good for Ocarina of Time. Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, aside from that, uh, okay. Uh, so, you know, I was hanging out with uh, Bob and Spiff and Tausch for New Year's. And uh, when it gets into the fucking way too late, 
you know, it's like 8 a.m., mm-hmm. 10 a.m. I beat Street Fighter 2010, and I'm like, okay, Spiff, and this is mostly a bullshit move, right? Because he just saw me crawl through this bullshit video game that is Street Fighter 2010. I go, okay, Spiff, avenge your youth. He boots Super Widget, a game I didn't know existed until I had to boot it to make sure we had it for the uh, games from our childhood, good or bad, like childhood gaming treasure. This game is so Amiga core. It, what is this fucking main character? Yeah. Yeah, you know what? I will immortalize it by putting it on screen. Because it's not fair that I should have to live with the mental image and people should have to hear, like, me describe this and not understand the tier of... Yeah, people need to see what this fucking guy looks like. Yeah, and we need to talk about what the heck is the deal with Widget? Right, because we know now. We yeah. have that dark knowledge of what is the deal with Widget. I guess the best quality... <laughs> that is so... It looks even more like an Amiga platformer in this fucking box art back. Oh, God, it's licensed. Yeah, well, we'll get there. So, uh, this is this is how it looks. We're going to change that scaling so it's a little bit sharper. There we go. And we're like... This this Flintstones knockoff fucking Great Gazoo looking motherfucker. Yes, that's what my first thought. Is like he, he just looks like you. You know how like a bunch of a bunch of art from Metal Gear is just drawn over posters. Yes, like they yes. drew over the Great Gazoo to make this guy exactly. So I'm like, what what is this? And and Spiff, who grew up with this game, is just like, what? It's it's Super Widget. I'm like, fuck you, what is it based on? And he's like, it's Super Widget. I don't understand this question. <laughs> we look it up eventually. <laughs> this game and an NES game for it as well are ma- firstly made by Atlas. So anytime someone's like, What's your favorite Atlas game? Just say Super Widget. Just send them into the woods. Anyways. We look it up. This is based on a cartoon that got 61 episodes across two seasons. That was like a proto Captain Planet where it's just Captain Planet with no Riz. (laughs) It's just like this great Gazoo motherfucker is a part of the planetary guard. He has to protect the planet from uh, pollution, I guess. Uh Uh-huh. It's so environmentalist. The EPA said this game was this IP was based. This thing's unreal. and not only that, the creator of Widget is the same guy who said, uh, we can turn Beast King Golion into Voltron. So I mean, the, creator right. of is, <laughs> the creator of Widget is can be credited with first introducing anime to the Western art world. So a lot of confidence going into that. Um that game is cake for 50 minutes straight. Spiff is just going through level after level after level. It just keeps going. And it's weird. Super NES games don't do that. Uh They don't just keep going. You could have probably seen every level in the Flintstone Super NES platformer three times by the time he finished that game. Yeah, the... the Every time that he got to a new boss is like, this seems to be the easiest boss pattern in gaming history. Yeah, I think the <laughs> hardest one was the second one all the way up until the end. And it was weird because the second one was so much harder than all of them that followed that it just seemed like a mistake, like a coding error. Uh-huh. But they are all literally, hope you can jump and shoot, kid. Like, it's the joke we always made in Mega Man Maker. of like, oh shit, it wants me to jump and shoot? I'm doomed. Uh, Man. It's brain dead. 
And then 55 minutes in, 50 minutes in, almost an hour, it just goes absolutely insane. And it's just like, okay, here's here's the boss of the game. Okay, kid, you didn't do good enough. Your score wasn't high enough. You'd have to redo like six levels to get the real ending. <laughs> and then the real final boss just mulched his what 20 lives he built up to that point i'm like this is sickening i feel nauseous <laughs> seeing this happen the thought of like his avenging my youth streak would end there because the final boss is insane that's how my attempt to avenge my youth on star tropics when i got to the last <laughs> level and i'm like this is too fucking hard <laughs> fuck this that's to be fair and it's not that's... like the, it's, and it's not like the game leading up to that was fucking easy either <laughs> no no star tropics is not an easy game that's also a I, I, really good parallel to my experience with Street Fighter 2010. By the way, the last level of Street Fighter 2010, fight literally every boss of the game all in a row and then fight the final boss, which has two forms. Also, there's a really strict timer. Hope you're fast. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Deranged. Yeah. Man, you mentioning that, you mentioning Flintstones made me think of the two Flintstones NES games I'll eventually have to try and avenge my youth on. I don't think they, I ever played the NES one. They... They have these this bizarre Mario Bros. 3 type map, and on some of them it's stuff like play basketball against this guy. That's the level. That. I have huh. that. Every time I see that sprite though, I always think of the granddad thing. I just let's see if it got a rot in my brain. <laughs> uh yeah, I think that's it for like the the G Bob, did you play anything since the last time we did Big Thing to mention that you want to talk about other than the augmented world experience? I mean, do you mean... Event? <laughs> uh, Altered world event is what they call it. Ah. Uh, um, I also played... I finished Star Ocean 2. Okay. Wait. Yeah, did, I'm... thought you did that by last time. I don't think so. That was okay. it was two weeks That's ago. Two weeks ago. Pretty sure yeah. that I, I beat that uh sometime after am, Christmas. Okay. I'm so excited for Dan and Agro to also beat it so we can have an unbelievably important conversation. <laughs> um yeah, playing this game has it's informed me why three happened <laughs> in a lot of ways. Like, yeah, that sure was the only way you could make the story bigger. <laughs> Uh, hmm. And it was all worth it for five. <laughs> I'm I'm convinced that I will just pick up some anime from like 2001 or like 2000. You'd be like, this is a plot of Star Ocean three, probably, almost definitely. And you know, it probably was incorporated in Thirteen Sentinels, <laughs> <laughs> probably. <laughs> um. Yeah, uh, I wasn't. I was not ready for more than forty percent of that game to be barely justifies fetch quests. Mm. Barely, mm. and it's weird because like this game has it clearly wasn't they ran out of money completely because there were brand new areas and actually well designed dungeons and stuff, but there's no plot at all. Yeah, it it, it really is that thing. Like I said, where it's like this is games. PS1 RPGs have this bizarre aura to them where they'll be really advanced in a couple ways, and then in other ways, they'll be a Famicom game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to some extent, I think you've described the core of Valkyrie Profile, <laughs> where it's just like, there are all these weird side things you can go do, and it's really bizarre that they 
expect you to know how to do some of that. Uh huh. That, that is also Triace, I think. Yeah. So it is the same uh -huh. developer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, there's just a lot of stuff in Star Ocean 2, like, oh, you want to talk to this guy? Go get me a plant from this dungeon. Go to the absolute back and get this plant. Cool. Yeah. And that's one of the more justified ones. Another time it's like, there's four dungeons. Go do them. Like, why? They ain't going to do themselves. Right? That's fair, villager. It's, it's literally a training arc. It's like, you need to be stronger to fight the, the villains. So go do these trials we built to make, to make you big and strong. Yeah, it's... It's a little rough. Uh, I'm trying to think of anything else. I was disappointed that some of the uh, insane mechanics of the game didn't fully like unhinge as much as i wanted like all the crafting and blacksmithing and stuff you can do it gets you like one of the best weapons in the game but not it, they dialed it back for this remake like the best sword you can make claude actually was way better in the original oh yeah like you could you could eviscerate half the game once you got it if you got it as soon as you could it's still, it's still just it's still real stuff, strong, right? But but there was definitely like I'm sure having to hit this button twice as many times as I had to on the original. Yeah, which that's another thing. The combat in this game is so bad that no, the only way it's acceptable is if you kill everything in one hit. Like that's the level it's comes in at. I'm like, man, you sure did make the Tales of Battle System the worst you could. <laughs> It's, I think it's better than Tales of games at the time. It's it's yeah, it's the, close. I, I'm curious because Tales of what is it? Fantasia? Is that the first one? That's the first one. I okay, think yeah, that I was think, late SNES. So I think that one feels better. But I had I didn't play any of the Super Nintendo or the or sorry, I didn't play any of the PlayStation Tales of games. I, well, I, they didn't bring I, them I, over, right? Yeah, they did. They did. They brought over. Uh, they I, brought over Tales of Destiny. Then they brought over Tales of Eternia, but called it Tales of Destiny 2, mm -hmm. which meant that they didn't bring over the real Tales of Destiny 2 when that came out, I don't think. I am getting increasingly mad whenever I have a moment like I had with the Turbo Graphics with RPG franchises that I cared about, like that I have any frame of reference for. And it's, it's just so frustrating when it was like, no, there was a Breath of Fire 3 on the PS1. Holy shit, how'd that happen? There was also a 4. <laughs> the ps2 one's called dragon quarter i figured at most i missed one <laughs> man dragon breath of fire 4 looks real nice too that like game looks unfucking real that might be the most triple a ps1 game somehow yeah i really need to play that at no some point. no i'm sorry dan the most triple a ps1 game is vagrant story that's true no that's the straight up facts that game's insane that game's fucking insane. I was like, that or Metal Gear Solid? I think Vagrant Story literally is just more Metal Gear Solid cutscenes. So by having more... <laughs> but it has less voice acting. Vag Vagrant Story is like the how the fuck did you get this running on a PS1? Yeah. Yeah, it's it, definitely it is that. incredible. It looks insane. FF9 is also up there where like mm -hmm. maybe it shouldn't have looked this good because it kind of negatively impacted the game in some ways where it's like yeah um you have to you have to load two minutes to get into every random battle the random battle is against one thing because we can't have more than one different enemy model at a time 
Although, honestly, growing up on that, like Final Fantasy IX set my standard for how long it should take to load into a JRPG battle. So everything else is just snappy and amazing. <laughs> I wish the courses in Forza only took as long as a Final Fantasy IX battle to load. <laughs> like I was playing Final Fantasy IX and Tactics at the same time. I just existed in loading. <laughs> hey, at least with <laughs> Tactics, you load once and you're good for a pretty long time. Except for, you know... Except when the computer has to move something. Well, that, that's like... That's a very small amount of loading compared to... I, I don't remember that being small. I remember being like, oh man, I'm fighting this chocobo. Why have I not put the I fell in battle sound on a soundboard <laughs> by now? The, ah, that's all echoey. That's yeah. like one of the best sounds ever. And then ever. have the level up sound right after it. Do, 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 do. Yes. <laughs> You're leveling him up by having a bare fist punch his fucking ally. <laughs> I think there is someone in strat in that game where you kill each other to yeah. level up. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. Um, what a good sound, man! We got off track. What the fuck are we talking about? Um, we were kind of talking about Star Ocean too. I'm good with oh, moving right. on. Okay, okay. Um, but I yeah, want to talk about it a little. Just sure, sure. Bit yeah, because, absolutely. Uh, I should change this my my best over. friend Cornbread Pockets came over at Christmas and we we're like, what do, what do we do? What if I just do all the post game content of Star Ocean two? Something neither of us have ever seen. <laughs> So they added this thing in Star Ocean 2 Remake called Bodyguard. Because in this game, your party members run run around with you in the mm -hmm. field. And they did not do that. In... Bodyguard makes them run out. And if it's a normal enemy that you're like roughly as strong as, it will hold them in place so you can run behind them and get like a back attack. If they're a green enemy that's weaker, they'll just fucking kill them. And you still get the experience and money. Mm -hmm. Nice. Uh, so we ground to level 255 by just standing in a room with high experience enemies. We were stronger than that and just watching the party members run around and kill all of them. So then we did the entire bonus dungeon and all the optional bosses. So now, so now, sadly, I have to put Star Ocean 2 in the box with Saga Frontier of like games that used to have mystery and now have none. <laughs> because I have seen every single thing in them. I I have delegitimized them by putting on the you cannot take damage armor, but your health continuously drains. So all you do is have the healer cut only you turn off all their spells, but the heal everyone to full spell. Yeah, I I, I failed at the final boss of that game once, so I put that armor on. I was like, no, it's not happening. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> I not only I even beat the make the final boss a hundred times stronger. <laughs> was the, and I'm like, it, I'm like, yeah, you can you can sure move around the field at light speed and cast a full power spell every single moment you stop. Too bad it doesn't matter. <laughs> was the final armor like a, a, a bomb defusal squad thing? <laughs> so it's it's not the final armor. Up. You can get it really early. It's called bloody armor. Yeah, it seems and the like only a mistake. downside to <laughs> Yeah, it's even more broken in this version because you can because there's the whole items have passive traits now that were not in the original game that you can edit. So you can actually put like life leech onto that armor. Oh my god. Ooh. <laughs> to make which I don't think overrides because it, it drains it pretty fast. But it does uh make it really easy. So yeah, so I went through and I beat the shit out of every super boss in the game, and now I know everything that's in that game. 
that cool. last that bonus dungeon sure is strange. Hmm. Is there plot for it? There's a couple cutscenes in it, but there's not really like plot. Bob, okay. Bob, you're gonna have to go play it to see if it tries to connect to the anime. I'm sure there's a way to connect that. to the anime ending, right? Yeah, I'm sure things will connect to that. Um, you know, I had a re realization. I need to rewatch the end of that anime because I think it predicted the end of Gurren Lagann. <laughs> yeah, well, I could see that. Well, well, yeah. That just means it stole from Gitter Robo. Yeah. There we go. It all links back. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, if I may have a moment to talk about something before we move on to the next game. Yeah, sure. If you and Chris are satisfied with your discussions of Cyber or of uh, Star Ocean Two, Cyber Ocean, yeah, I'm too. done. <laughs> okay, so people who follow me on Twitter know I tweeted out three images. Oh my god, this of the game Alan Wake Two. And I said, one of these has the path tracing secret sauce from NVIDIA. Which one is it? The most voted option was I have no idea with over half of the votes. Something like, I don't know, 700 votes or something. Like an absolutely nuts amount of votes. Let me go get the exact number. This, this will actually build to something else. This is not the whole discussion. I, you know, I just like issuing these riddles. This, this is an important thing to do on Twitter is to tweet some images and be like, can you determine what's the expensive thing you desire? <laughs> yes, that's how that should work, right? Um, yo, what the fuck did you just do? I love you, Twitter. Go to hell. <laughs> uh, so... They had three pictures to choose from, and then they had the option, I can't tell. With nearly 700 votes, because there were 1,343 votes, and it had 50.9% of the votes, mm -hmm. I can't tell. The highest vote count being nearly the same amount of votes as picture one and picture three together was picture two with 23.3% of the vote. That was with ray, ray tracing turned off entirely. So half of the people thought, I, these look identical, fuck you, you're tricking me. Yeah. And from there, the next half of the people that were remaining went, the thing that is easy to run was the, the awesome thing, right? No. That looks terrible. How could you not tell? <laughs> so I thought this was funny. What a fun, what a fun thing this was. However... However, I was issued a riddle by one of our viewers. And they said, hey, I uh, just got a 3080 and I got a really fancy, you know, I can now see the path tracing. So I'm interested in if you, Dan Video Games. Oh, I thought the tweet said 3080. That may have been a typo on your part. Can you tell which one is the one you strongly desire and looks great? And I stared at this thing in an image comparison software, and I stared at it, and I tried to solve this, yes, big riddle dimension. One of these is path tracing, and I desire it. Hey, Bob, I got it wrong. 
Oh, yeah? I got it wrong. Which one was They're it? They're fucked. <laughs> uh, you remember how you pointed out the blue hue on the left? Yeah. If you look at this, it, it doesn't... So that's, that's what's up. That one's the path tracing that you all want because you can see the blue on the ground reflecting on the left. God. And, and this is the dumb old ray tracing, I believe. So um, thank you, Steve, for making me sit in this chair that I often force others into. <laughs> Can you figure out which one is the insane? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I learned about, uh, about it from the Alan Wake test you did? Yeah, what did you learn? My logic with the, by the way, I, I picked wrong. I picked the one that had neither ray tracing nor path tracing. The one that was pre-cooked. Real the, quick, real quick. Just so you know, I said it to three people. One of them incredibly technically minded. And then the other two were you and Vox, uh, who I consider, you know, we ran the whole gamut, right? Uh-huh. No one, no one got it right. And we've now proven I would have gotten it wrong. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but here here's the thing i picked the one i picked because the pre-baked lighting looked the way i thought real lighting would look so we're so it, what people expect is actually the pre-baked thing the, the pre-baked lighting looks how a, the human mind <laughs> thinks light should behave it's the path tracing stuff is so minor and how it affects it like ray tracing Eh, like it can it can make a difference but the path tracing stuff makes such a nominal difference over that right mm -hmm. such a tiny tiny difference it's bizarre it's bizarre and the thought that this is already like people see the thing without any ray tracing that that's a good one uh-huh i figured it out and you can go see the replies to that tweet those people figured it out I might say that NVIDIA is stupider than them because <laughs> clearly they have a whole paragraph to explain why that one's the best looking one and who am I to tell them they're wrong? Only a crazy person would be like, no. <laughs> and, and once again, this is in screenshots. Right. There's no you're not playing the game where you were in, you know, you're constantly moving the camera mm -hmm. and trying to focus on specific things instead of taking in the whole image. Yeah. 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 Uh, I think they may have a problem. <laughs> I think this might be an issue for them. If literally no one can figure out what's the good one that they want to spend a shitload of money to get. Don't they, don't you have to like strap on new things that are only good at this onto cards to make them even able to do it? Uh, ray tracing? Yeah. Uh, part of the reason that ray tracing adoption is kind of sluggish on console games. I say kind of sluggish. Really, it's being adopted for more pragmatic, conservative applications. Um, for example, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War used it for shadows. It didn't use it for global illumination and a bunch of other things. Right. Um, and reflections and things. Um, but part of the reason is that the, the PS5 and Series X don't have that dedicated hardware on it at all, which, uh, as I said then, and I will say now, good, <laughs> I would rather them be strapped to the gills with general purpose computing to run every game better mm -hmm. than 
we have saddled it with this technology that accelerates ray tracing and nothing else. Yeah, Maybe. I feel like Go I ahead. feel like these companies have to be getting back the numbers. Like, is there really a point in us pushing this ray tracing shit? Like right now. I think it makes sense for NVIDIA because they are inventing a demand. Because there are a whipping AMD in performance. They could have continued to just do that for the 2000, 3000, 4000 series and it would have been easy. But they need to invent a new type of demand. <laughs> so they need to explain why they need to make the cards strapped to the gills with this other type of processing technology that is proprietary to them that AMD can later try to catch up on. Um, this all of this isn't to say I don't think there's a future for ray tracing. There absolutely is. Uh, I think it's really overhyped now. I think that generally games won't adopt. Uh, like, how long do you think it is before even half of the games that come out have ray tracing? That's not a PS5 era thing. No, that's easily a PS6, PS7. Yeah, I don't think Falcon's picking it up anytime soon. <laughs> No, because they won't switch to Unreal Engine. Because <laughs> at some point, you know, say a Silent Hope type game comes out on the on the PS6. Uh-huh. And it has the it's an Unreal Engine, so they could just say add the ray tracing. Mm -hmm. And the Switch 2 has ray tracing hardware. Nominally. <laughs> Notionally. In theory. So maybe they turn it on then, but even then, half of the games? Yeah, I don't. I'm sorry. The fire engine's too good. The fire engine's Again. too strong. You can't stop hey, it. They made a new one. Hey, we have the next one of those that comes out is on the new thing they made that is not the fire engine. Oh, I, I bet that shit's still the fire, fire engine, engine, but it's a like, good recall. Like with uh, Lake was from Soft. Like that's still the fire engine. And, just... and Capcom. It's we're still on the Onimusha engine. <laughs> the Onimusha Dawn of Dreams engine. <laughs> um. But again, like the only the only ray trace team I've ever looked at and went, I would like to play that someday, is Super Mario sixty four with ray tracing. You're damn right because it, it, it's so surreal to walk into that first room in the castle and like it look it is lit like the children's room in a community church. It is bizarre. Yeah, and like for me, that's been my thought the whole time. Like ray tracing works really well with things that have. Um, early 3d graphics look like it looks great in quake 2 it looks great in super mario 64 if pseudo regalia had ray tracing it would look great in that too mm -hmm. like there's just something about having that absolute realism of lighting applied to things that are abstract video gamey looking video game shit that works really well but it doesn't help that much with your triple a games because we've gotten so good at faking it we've gotten really good at faking it anyway sorry to derail uh, yeah, no, like the higher end graphics cards are still helpful. Like it was really weird. I listened to, um, I listened to Jeff Gerstmann's podcast, which I've referenced a couple times. Um, I actually, earlier this week, he, he, uh, he did an episode where he's talking about being a 4090 owner, which I also own a 4090. And he literally said exactly how I felt about it of, he feels like all these extra features, like the frame generation, all this other stuff isn't worth it, is incredibly rushed. It's not impactful because this year's Call of Duty only supports ray tracing in the menus. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the reason he doesn't feel bad about owning a 4090 is for video production. 
And it's the same thing here. Yeah. I wish we had AV1 4K recordings of our stream of Mortal Kombat 1 on the Switch. So that way you could see in perfect detail how terrible Mortal Kombat 1 on the Switch looks. I wish we had, we had switched over to the AV1 4K VODs by then. As video production cards, these things are very good. And the performance in a lot of games is pretty good. But I will say, and this will segue us to finally talk about it. I played Alan Wake 2 on PC on my 4090. Bob does not know the answer to this question. Thank God. Bob. Uh-huh. Aggro. Chris. Mm. Audience. Play this at home. I played Alan Wake 2 on my 4090 and 5950X AMD CPU. I'm running on Windows 10. That might be relevant. Maybe. Okay. Possibly. I was playing in 1440p with all the bells and whistles turned on, ray tracing and DLSS ray reconstruction turned on. But I was playing in 1440p using DLSS to upscale to 4K. Bob? Yeah. In your average constrained environment, like moderately constrained environment, in Alan Wake 2, what frame rate range do you think I was playing at? Reminder, my graphics card costs $1,700. I mean, I want to say you should be like up in the 70s or so. Chris. 38. Aggro. Yeah, that 40 range sounds nice. So, in most environments, it would hit 40 to 50. But then you would hit a big open area, and sometimes it would start dipping below 40. And I just started falling apart as a person. Fraud, 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 <laughs> fraud, 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 I literally went, how the fuck is this happening? How is this happening? This is That's a like how it runs on my PS5. Because it also yeah. will dip like crazy. I was losing it. I'm like, over there, Bob's probably having a much smoother experience because I, I almost never saw 60. I was using the G-Sync to sort of smooth it out. And it it was fine until it wasn't. There were some times I would, I would play through a couple chapters in a row and then the game would just run at 32 and then dip below that to like 24. And I, I just had to reboot the game and then it started running correctly. And I'm like... <laughs> at least I didn't deal with that. Good Lord. I had an interesting experience on PC where it also double registered my dual sense inputs mm. uh, on the D-pad. So I'd be trying to use the quick access menu and it would skip over the item repeatedly because it would register two inputs for the D-pad. And Fun. Uh, yeah, it was horrible. Um, that may be my PC though. That may be on me. You do have that mouse that confuses it. It's but a, but it I was using it. <laughs> It's invading. Yes. <laughs> Maybe. Who knows? Maybe Razer sabotaged my PC experience. I don't think my mouse is at a, you know, the full 10 kilohertz polling rate. And I'm too scared to pull it up live. Yeah, no, don't do that. <laughs> um, yeah, that, um, that was surprising. I was told by people frame generation look good in that game. I've been waiting all week to tell this anecdote. <laughs> I turn on the frame generation. Tosh has been watching the game. I turn on the frame generation, and I'm like, hey, I turned on the, the frame generation. She's like, oh, okay. And it was on for less than two whole minutes before she's like, turn that shit off. She was... Yeah, you know... It was... So here's what... 
you bugged her in general because you would turn the camera fast and it would break into blocks. Yeah. And nothing would look right. The grass would look like a nightmare. But the absolute, the absolute breaking point for people who don't know what frame generation is, it's your TV soap opera mode, but NVIDIA has built it into the video cards and they're doing their best to convince you it's way better than your TV soap opera mode. Anyway, the part that really got her is you would scroll the text to look to uh -huh. like you're reading a text log. You would scroll the text and the text would melt. So it ruined her ability to read because she would be distracted by the other text glitching and dis like melting at the top of the image. Also worth noting, subtitles over you playing the game normally would spectrally project onto the background like sparkles of the white text would appear in the trees. Um, and then your, your aiming reticle would melt. So anyway, um, clearly it's not just for top level, uh, pixel peepers like myself. It's also just people who like looking at an image and it looking good Yeah, at all. you turn the camera once you see, you see the blocks around your character. It's like, okay, yeah, no, that's not acceptable. That's not a way I ever want to play this. So what I've learned is that will never look good in any use case, except for maybe a... Maybe a turn-paced JRPG with a completely rock-solid camera that does not move, right? It, it doesn't is have menus, in place. I guess. <laughs> it doesn't have menus yeah, that transition like... or scroll or anything. <laughs> it can't have menus. It can't have text on, like, a sign somewhere. Like, what is the what is the use case? It's nothing. It's so... It, as, as I said before, this is a feature for NVIDIA's PR, for their marketing department. Yeah. It has no real worse use, real world use case at all. I remember saying that early on, and people were like, "No, no, no, it's for higher frame rate things." And then the medium tier cards started coming out, and Nvidia would just build the frame generation into their benchmarks. They're like, "Hey, look, it's twice as strong as the last generation GPU," and it was actually weaker. <laughs> uh huh. And I'm like, "Hey guys, remember that thing I said?" Yeah. Anyway. Let's talk I about the actual game, Alan Wake. How about <laughs> right before that? I want somebody to put up a comparison, frame gen, non frame gen, of one of the chase sequences in Alan Wake 2. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I wish it had a shitload of save points. I might have left one there because I, I could do that. Yeah, that it'd, would be fun. It'd be cool if they did have. You know, I, uh -huh. I often think about how incredible the save system from in Indivisible was. Yeah. Is it just like every time you saved, it was making a fake save state for you that you could go back yeah. to, which was So insane. by the end of the game, you had like 80. Yeah. 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 More games should do that. Um, <laughs> Chris, the grass doesn't even look good. The thought of going <laughs> through the exploding chase scenes. Right. <laughs> Anyway, uh, I love I love all the YouTube comparisons of this frame rate shit where it's like, I'm going to walk straight and not move the camera. That'll be a good showcase of this frame generation tech. Uh -huh. If I spin the camera, it all falls apart, so I can't do that. You wouldn't do that in the game anyway. Yeah, what name a video game where you move the camera. They're not real, I'm telling you. Uh, so we, we all played Alan Wake 2. Bob and I beat the game. Mm -hmm. uh, Chris is... 89, I'm very 90%. close to the end. I would say 90. Yeah. And then aggro 60, 70 percent. Yeah. Something like that. Something like that. Uh, that sure is a game. That's a hell of a game. Yeah, it is. That is a really strong game. It, it, it's doing the remedy thing where it's like the first chunk is, well, it's okay. And then, and then like it turns on mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and is good from there. Yeah. It, it is, uh, 
it's so good to play a game again that has such a strong direction to it. Mm-hmm. Did, was this even nominated at the Game Awards for Best Direction? I think it might have won that. Okay. I, yeah. It won that. It I think they, con- they condensed it into like visual design, I think. Yeah, that it has such an obvious, solid, cohesive vision for what it is and executes in ways you don't expect games to. Mm-hmm. So hard. Um, It's really nice to play a game again that I can go, wow, you couldn't do this on the old consoles. Yeah. You couldn't even, like Spider-Man 2, there's one or two parts you couldn't. And you'd have to have loading for the fast travel, but that's almost that's different than this game where that is wholly dependent on being able to load shit insanely fast. Yeah, I mean, not even just you don't even have to go that far into describing it. You don't even need to describe wholly distinct parts of the game. So you have a place that's your mind palace that they call your mind place. <laughs> yes, your mind place. It, it's different from the mind palace. It's a place. <laughs> it's a place. Did you know that the, uh, this is how I learned the mind palace is a real. Uh, mnemonic technique i i didn't know that we've been using the term mind palace for because of lords of shadow oh and you you never yeah wow i'm sorry (laughs) yeah it refers to the idea that you build a mental palace in your mind and you you like make a tour through it and put the things you want to remember on the tour yeah this this is like an old pre-books existing memorization technique yeah, I knew that. I didn't realize. It. I I assume one of the Sherlock series or TV or movies popularized this in recent culture. Mm. I assume. Yeah, the BBC Sherlock series. There we go. Uh, because I knew of that, but I didn't realize the popularity of it enough. Because <laughs> Bob and I were just saying Mind Palace to refer to the fucking Mind Castle where you go talk to your mind wife and Lords <laughs> of Shadow <laughs> too and Wolf Sign and Wolf Sign. <laughs> Um. Yeah, so the mind place <laughs> is a wholly distinct area. Like, you hit the pause button, you just, boom, you're there. Yeah. Unless you're on PC, in which case you touch a part of the touchpad and it doesn't do anything. And I go, why? My, my, I had the same problem, but with the map. Okay. Which technically loads you into the mind palace to look at the map. Yes, which I know one of our viewers is playing on PC and their PC is not very good. So every time they have to load the mind place, they're like, this sucks. And then the map doesn't load quickly. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, but I assume quite the quite the feat on PS5. I imagine it loads even faster. Yeah, it's than just, I... just bam. You're there. Yeah, when, when it it's agrees so cool. with you that you hit the button. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I feel. I assume that the, the problem is that there's probably a dead zone in the middle of the touchpad since it's delineated between mind place and map. There's probably a point in the middle where it doesn't do shit. I can I, I can confirm on PC that is not the problem on that. Yeah, that's absolutely not because I am hitting the yeah, farthest left edge in the it, farthest right edge. It is my edge. assumption that it, it's because of how this game works with the whole we're a survival horror game you're locked into this activity until it's done thing. There's some animation priority. They're like, no, you can't open the map yet. I'm thinking about something else that you did. Yeah. Maybe. It could be, yeah. Yeah, they should have They should have used the swiping motions like they did in Days Gone. <laughs> Speaking of which, Days Gone is on sale. It's only $12 on PC. Should I get it? Dan, do no. you think $12 is going to be the total cost? <laughs> 
<laughs> Look, I'm not playing Days Gone again until they re until they release the version with the moral choices back in. In which case, you're all going into Days Gone slavery, so we can do a third spoiler. <laughs> I mean, yeah, if they do that, yeah, Dave's yeah, gonna take us and sell us to the slavers. Yeah, it's literally gonna be able to be a slaver. Of course, I'll play that version. <laughs> Uh, Alan Wake 2 is the most deserving game of this entire generation so far of the word, uh, as, as the youth would say, uh, Kino. <laughs> uh, it almost seems gross that you people have used it for literally anything else before Alan Wake 2 on the PS5. Yeah, it just made me, playing through it made me think of like, this is what Death Stranding I kind of was hoping you would so be. Wow, yeah. Mm -hmm. There yeah. was, yeah, there was I multiple there the points playing that... Just, I had this really depressing feel thought playing this game last night where it's like there will never ever again be a Silent Hill even half this good. I oh, was yeah. thinking about how this clearly has a deep love for Silent Hill 2 mm. uh, that my friend who's a Silent Hill fan absolutely should play this at very least. I haven't played one so I wouldn't know mm. on that. Um Alan Wake one's a lot different. Like it's they're they're thirteen years apart, so yeah, of course, of course, yeah. They even said that this I, is their first survival horror game, and they said Alan Wake yes. one wasn't. Uh, Alan Wake <laughs> one is a lot more like an RE four type thing, and this is like no, this is survival horror, motherfucker. You 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 save your acorns because two guys can fuck you up if you're not being careful. Yeah, I sure experienced that a lot. Um, <laughs> Yeah, when I was playing this, I, I also thought about Death Stranding and how, like, if it wasn't this weird sim-oriented, open-world, exploration-based game, this is something way closer to what we knew Kojima for right. in the MGS4 era instead of the MGS5 era. And that was also what the, the trailers kind of implied of, like, this weird dream world. And mm -hmm. they deliver on that in Hell like two a million it's, times better than I, Death Stranding. I yeah. don't understand how they, like, nailed the level of lighting a dream has yeah like mm. that's bizarre that it's like yeah this is the exact level of lighting every dream i've ever had had you know and i feel like with frame generation it's even more dreamlike <laughs> uh I remember the moment they um like the first time you go part end and they play like an outro song mm-hmm I thought mm -hmm. we as a community need to come together and call everyone who's ever helmed a streaming series and make sure they're okay. Because <laughs> the fact that they did exactly what all of those people yeah. were trying to do in a video game, that would put me on suicide watch. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Remember the really terrible Resident Evil series that had two separate timelines? Uh-huh. You, we should check up on them that also had Lance Reddick and this game was supposed to have Lance Reddick. Yeah, that that performer, by the way, I don't know the name of the person who plays that character who I'm not naming. Uh, um, but, It is, God, what is the name? It is I was David so, Harewood. I was so floored. I'm like, he's giving such a Lance Reddick style performance. <laughs> and I know Lance Reddick was in Quantum Break. Mm-hmm. Uh -huh. Was this supposed to be Lance until health complications yes, and then death? And yeah, it's that's the, what it was. the dude knocks it out of the park. He's yeah, he's impressive. No, he's really everybody good. in this is great. It's <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's so it's like after years of AAA games that 
have no camp whatsoever <laughs> playing Alan Wake 2 and you just the first thing that happens is like we're going to drink the coffee in sync it's yes. like vital nutrients being put back into my body yeah the opening shot of this thing basically basically the opening shot they're driving down the road and not Max Payne and Saga Anderson synchronized drinking their coffee in the car both come out of frame and just front on shot very stale they drink and I go ah oh, fuck Am I really watching Twin Peaks right after we finish Game of the Year? There's not even, like, an air gap. It, it's funny because there's so many parts in this that I'm like, this is something exactly like this is in Deadly Premonition. Oh, my God. It's just, it must yeah. be from Twin Peaks. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, I just, like, that was the vibe uh, early on. We're like, wow, this is it. This is the dream. This is what we kept trying to do. As soon as 7th Gen started, we're like, finally, we have the equipment. We have the power to make these guys. Whoops, no, we don't. Right. It took two more generations to discover the power of Riz and then put it into the game in order to actually land that. And they really do in this. There's all sorts of weird oddities with characters and things. The, the shit that is written into this game is so good. And you know so what? Good. Characters muttering to themselves, terrible. I don't want to hear about your stash. A character <laughs> melodramatically narrating what's going on in their head. That's spectacular. <laughs> yes, Alan Wake, incredible. It's so good because Saga does it so differently from Alan that it doesn't read as the same thing because Alan's a hack. <laughs> yeah, no, I love it when you find a page is Saga and then you hear Alan describe what's happening to Saga. I'm like, no, this is perfect. It, it oh is. I God. love how every one of those pages has the cutscene of Alan Wake narrating, reading it. It's, That's so delightful. Mm -hmm. I also love when you upgrade Saga and you get Alan Wake writing her getting the upgrade. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that was insane. I actually didn't get enough pieces of the manuscript, like shreds, uh -huh. to upgrade, I think, even more than once. I feel like I did it once, twice at absolute most. So I I was floored when near the end of the game, I finally throw it in, and he's just like, with every pulsing shot, she felt it surge through her. And I'm like, what the fuck is... <laughs> yeah. Alan, calm down. Yeah, that's one really weird thing about the upgrade systems. They both have different ones. And I think Alan's is really well done, and you just find stuff in the environment, and you get the upgrade frequently. Which is sick as shit. Yeah. I love that. Whereas Saga's, you get these page fragments and can eventually upgrade, but it require, the, the requirement of page fragments is so high, I, too, upgrade yeah, twice you, in the whole game. Wow. Yeah, I think I got three, and I was really looking for them. But she mm. also has the charm system from RE4 Remake, which seems insane for them to put in that late in development, but considering you only get them from one side thing, oh, <laughs> really makes me wonder if they were just like, let's just throw this in at the last minute. I mean, the inventory screen did completely break on me. So if they added that later, <laughs> I would believe it. You'd be like, well, now we know why. Uh, yeah, that, that game is some powerful stuff. I highly recommend it to people. $26 is a great price. <laughs> Even though it's probably definitely not still on that sale. And most people's PCs probably can't run it well. In fact, um, there's a weird situation with this on PC where uh, because of the way they had to remove load from the CPU, because it was dragging CPUs down 
originally. Like when they tried to make this game, but with the control engine, in a sense, early in development, the nature of the wild outdoors uh-huh. um, was trashing it because it was no longer this constrained hallway. It was a dense forest full of all these objects. They had to move it so it used mesh shaders. So that's part of why this is a next-gen exclusive. It has to use these mesh shaders or performance is absolute trash. On PC, you can run it on a GPU that doesn't support mesh shaders, and it runs like fucking shit. Like absolute trash. However, some weirdness is there where if you're on Linux and you force a certain way to use it through a certain thing, you can actually regain a lot of performance on those mesh shaderless GPUs. Very bizarre. Very bizarre. Uh, But this is a legit-ass next-gen video game. That does a number of things that you couldn't do last gen, like yeah. the mind place. Right, the mind place. Lots. It looks really nice. It's, it's hearing that was not that expensive compared to some other AAA games. Yeah, it was. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Alleged, what was it? Did did they officially announce like the budget? Because I keep hearing this number, and I'm like, yeah, I don't know where this number came from, but it was fifty million. Yeah, that's completely insane. Control was only thirty. We know that pretty well. Right. That's completely insane. I wonder how much money well, you I, save I, shooting half your cutscenes on a soundstage. Uh, <laughs> well, I imagine that, a lot. And, there's, and it brings the game up in my regard. It really does. <laughs> in a lot of... Like, not a lot of stuff moves in this game. Like, I feel like Sony, to some extent, kneeled and started catering to the guys who do Twitter videos of fruit in every game. <laughs> like, if I nudge the fruit stand, what falls out? And in this game, it would be nothing. Yeah. No, that's uh, the level of simulation they go for on the Sony side, for sure. Um, yeah, it's just every time I think about how much amazing writing and twisted developments in the cinematography, the infusion of live action and gameplay, and the brilliant ways they incorporate those transitions between those two exact elements, the way you mentally start to respect the in-game version as the real version of the live-action human flesh version <laughs> as the weird cutscene not-real version <laughs> just because of how the cutscenes are done and the transitions is absolutely brilliant, and it sort of makes you look at Metal Gear Solid 4 and be like, why isn't this where Kojima is now? Because now this yeah. has supplanted that wholly in my brain for how it integrates live action and cutscenes and all these other things into storytelling. I honestly believe, even if you don't like survival hoarder, try this game, play it on the story difficulty. Like, yeah. Like I, this is such a fun yeah, story. Difficulty is real easy too. Cause I have a friend who's went to that cause they don't like difficult. They'll play a difficult game if they're really into the gameplay loop, but if they're not, they're like, easy. Yeah. And I I was watching them and like, why did that enemy die from one (laughs) pistol round? Because it felt good. (laughs) I, uh, yeah, I think honestly, even if you completely diffuse the gameplay elements from being that, um, from having to engage with them on a difficulty size, I think I think this game is fully enjoyable just as a story and as an experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, I mean, it doesn't change enemy placement or frequency. It's just how much damage they do to you and how many bullets it takes to take them out. Honestly, after I, I switched the story after about seven or eight hours because at, at the end of a fight where I wandered into some area I didn't need to be in yet, I was going for extra stuff, I was out of ammo entirely. And I was like, well, that... That sucks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I uh I think I I think it was around hour 10, 11 that I sort of for the first time in my life went 
yeah, I should have played this on story. Like I did a boss fight right after that and went, whoo, that would have sucked on normal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I uh, I really do recommend it, though. If someone's looking at it and they're like, it's too scary, the gameplay is too much, I would definitely still recommend it just on story difficulty. Yeah. Speaking of that game being scary, um, I literally Googled how scary is Alan Wake 2 a couple nights ago. <laughs> okay. Uh-uh. And got an article from, like, I, I was reading article after article of people being like, okay, I couldn't play this game, this game, or this game, but Alan Wake 2 was fine. I got through it. Okay. Um, here's a weird thing. You know how I'm a giant bitch? Uh-huh. This game does nothing for me. Really? Oh. I was too busy being fascinated and impressed. I have not been scared of this game once. There you go. Yeah. Uh, aggro is like some weird fear version of a sapiosexual. <laughs> I'm like, Alan Wake, I'm like, is, as soon as he starts talking, I'm like, oh, I didn't know Alan Wake was canonically a shitty writer. Yes! So yeah, I start hearing so Garth Marenghi say everything he says, He's trapped. and the game is hilarious. He's trapped in the dark the place. Dark place. Yeah, no, it's unbelievable. Yeah, it, it, he's such a hack. Like, it's like, imagine if Stephen King and... uh. <laughs> Crichton were like we're like one step hack here and that's Alan Wake. Yeah. He's so far up his own ass. It he is absolutely just Garth Marenghi. Tosh could not stop thinking about Dark Place. Yeah, the it's impossible. Mm. It's that's honestly like beautiful. one of the reasons I, I turned the difficulty down because at a certain point I'm like, okay, the enemies are kind of detracting from this really sick ass narrative walking simulator puzzle game I'm trying to play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I honestly, as I engaged with the combat, I was like, I think I might have actually liked this more as a weird dialogue adventure game. Like I the shadowy figures and how they're terrifying is an important element of this though. Mm-hmm. But I just don't enjoy I, shooting them. <laughs> I I think the Alan I feel like the worst part is like the saga parts where it's just Resident Evil. <sighs> that's hard like that's that's where it drags the most for me where it's like you're not warping reality you're mm-hmm. not really doing anything but just running around looking for the rooster key or whatever but that still has really funny stuff like the world's shittiest businessman running his horribly thought out coffee theme park right yes. accidentally mm-hmm. kills his moose by giving it coffee. <laughs> yes. they have a giant billboard that's like the only known moose to have a, a caffeine addiction you find out <laughs> and that then you find that, that yeah yeah it's so good yeah it's such a fantastic experience it's such a great game it's like he made like a horror theme park on accident because he's incompetent right (laughs) like i I went to that place the first time i'm like oh man here we go it's time for the haunted circus part this is probably going to be a low point and then you know you get out of it relatively quick relatively quickly i'm like oh man that was that was pretty brisk that was great i really like that and then they send you back I uh I really appreciated the small town vibes of this, and I know that it's just Twin Peaks. I know I'm gonna watch Twin Peaks, and it's just gonna be like, yeah, it, they it, had to Twin because Peaks. that accomplished it too. Uh-huh. It's Twin Peaks, but really, really intensely Finnish. Right, and that's what mm-hmm. made this interesting. That's what made this extra interesting. Uh, Which I need to look into whoever's playing Saga. Like I need to hear their actual accent because every now and then it'll slip oh, when they have to hit that soft R. Yeah, it's it is constant. I believe she's British. I also looked it up immediately. I was like, 
that's that's an American accent you're putting on and, and not do and you're not yeah, holding it British. <laughs> and that honestly sells it for me. That honestly, I really enjoy things where it's like, you know, Alex Casey has two actors. Uh-huh. And they both have different very different so, vocal so performances. Yeah. <laughs> and that's that's awesome. It's so good. God, oh god, what uh Ilka Ilka Ilkavilli, I think is how you say it. That's Alan Wake's actual like the physical actor he's such a good facial actor just all the scenes of alan wake looking around like he's where am i what's going on i'm lost perfect facial acting some of the performances that actor gives in this game specifically are hilariously remind me of captain disillusion for some reason because he's speaking it's for one he's not alan wake in this moment kind of sort of you would understand if you played. But he's doing a soft-spoken, kind of scared, weird, like, high-pitched voice. And when he does that, it sounds like Captain Disillusion getting enthralled on something. And I'm just like, I'm melting and dying right now as I'm enjoying this on yet another additional layer. That is, because there are so many layers to enjoy this game. Like, you could just care about visuals and get a hell of a time out of it. There... There are some sequences. There is one sequence in particular where I'm like, man, I wish this game had a chapter select. I'd replay that like once a month. Yeah. That thing is you know, unreal. The the main thing to learn, the main thing to learn from Remedy's games is uh if you're making a big budget game and you don't have an original song in it, why not? Yeah. Yeah, no, that was also that's the, like the best most, part of control and the best that's part like of the this. most that's like the most cost effective thing you can do to make everybody remember your game. Yeah, as it turns out, when your game costs a uh, at minimum a hundred million dollars, you absolutely can afford that. Yeah, please, Sony, start doing this. I I'm tired of the Bear McCreary soundtracks. Mm-hmm. Why didn't Ratchet have a more powerful soundtrack? I don't know. Like, like it had a like, Americans don't good like music. One, but... Americans are just incompetent when it comes to that for some reason. For some it, reason, th- there's a real no fun zone energy to America and vocalized songs. Yeah, like, it no, feels like we went that through that with the Nintendo stuff. We do that in movies. In Nintendo, even like they started leaning heavy into it in the Switch gen. It's like, yeah, everybody yeah, should like, do this. Mario Mario Odyssey was elevated full point by that song it plays in the climax of the game. Like when you're during the escape sequence. Yeah, it feels like they did that for that first few years and then it just stopped. Like they didn't ship any games with vocals after the first two to three years. I'm trying to think. And what... part of me wonders if they actually listened to the backlash from idiots who are just like, oh, why is there singing? Which is terrible. Jump Superstar is like one of the best songs. Right. In a Mario I don't game. know. That, sh- that stuff was really popular. I don't know if they listened to people saying get rid of it. I think they probably just haven't had a project they felt yeah because i can't think of any anything after that people People are saying kirby and fire emblem engaged it okay yeah i was like i don't remember that's like stopping but i also can't think of any games that were like oh this this needed something like that i Mm. guess kirby would make sense and zelda yeah all the fire emblems had something like yeah zelda wouldn't yeah it wouldn't work in zelda i don't think didn't they do it for breath of the wild though no, I'm so. pretty fucking sure there's a vocal song for either Breath of the Wild or Tears of the Kingdom. Maybe not in an iconic moment of the game, but someone, someone should help me out with that. Anyway, uh, I think I've said everything. I think I've said everything about Alan Wake 2 that I want to. 
That would have been a prime game to do a spoiler cast on. Yeah. Yeah, it's an incredible game. I can't wait for Control 2. I wish they had printed physical copies. Yeah. Oh God, yeah. No, I can't wait to go back to Control. Like, I, I own Control, and I, I picked up Alan Wake Remastered, when, I think, when it was free on PlayStation. So now I get to go play this whole thing backwards. What's up, Duncan? I'm... Two? I'm stunned at how little you really needed to play Alan Wake 1. As somebody who played Alan Wake 1, played the DLCs for Alan Wake 1, and played Alan Wake's American Nightmare, the weird standalone thing. Yeah. There's not a lot in Alan Wake 2 that really hinges on that stuff. Like, not really. Yeah, they give you a lot of the information you need to understand what's going on in 2. Like, you don't absolutely mm -hmm. need it to... Yeah, yeah you get it from Saga's like, perspective, which pointing. is useful. I wonder. There is stuff. There is stuff like you get to read emails from a character that is not in Alan Wake Two, but is in yes. Alan Wake One. You're like, yeah. oh, it's him. That's really funny. And the funny I love thing is, guy. like, I can absolutely tell that from the emails. Like, you can tell, like, oh, that guy was definitely okay, right? And I assume Agent Nightingale is in one. It'd be weird if he yes. wasn't. Okay. Man, the op. Nothing could have prepared me for booting Alan Wake 2 and you start as the naked, fat, bald guy waddling around in terror with your dick flopping around that has physical <laughs> on it to turn around fast enough. <laughs> I'm like, what, an hour five? I'm like, man, I wonder when the focal point of this game isn't going to be this guy's dick. <laughs> his, sorry, Agro. His uh, penis is possibly an object of power. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go back to the mind place and it's just, I'm not going to turn around because I know, I know <laughs> it's, it's there. there. <laughs> that, that, that deer above the fireplace, it's gone. It has been replaced. No. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, I guess we can, we could we could move on. Hey, what did you, I also played, uh, I finished up Legends of Naita, the the game from Falcom, which is not in the Trails franchise, but has Trails in the name somewhere. It's it's not in the current continuity, maybe until they say it is. Um, this was originally a PSP game that released in 2012. Yes, after the Vita. <laughs> um, it's kind of insane what they do on this. Just how big the environments feel. Like they all have uh, a lot of mechanics and things that take make them feel bigger than they are because it's still a lot perspective with the camera. Um, and the boss fights are also frequently like, hey, here's a set piece. It's like he's going to chase you down a mountain or something. Which is just crazy to think this was a PSP game. So what does yeah, that look like? You have to wonder. Right? It's weird how the, the PSP had like, is, is really is where it felt like the strongest Japanese games were during 7th Gen, because it's like, okay, it's good enough, mm -hmm. but we don't decapitate ourselves trying to make a big console thing, because like we had Birth by Sleep, we had Crisis Core, we had Third Birthday, we had this. Yeah. Yeah, no. Was... I'm going to be real. After seeing you guys play Third Birthday, I'm like, I think every single person who ever shit talked that game is probably wrong. The story can be rancid, but that's clearly a big, ambitious game. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's visually very impressive. Mechanically, it's fascinating, novel, and rather enjoyable. Like, 
it's a great experience. Uh, the story is too, until about 60%, 70% in. And most of those people didn't play that far. Most of those people are like, they sexualize Aya Bray. That's terrible. And I'm like, have you seen the ads for Parasite Eve 2? Right. And they're like, she's not strong and independent. I'm like, I, 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 okay, I went back now and played two. Before I played through all of Third Birthday, she's practically lobotomized in two. So I don't. <laughs> no, but that one's good. <laughs> That one's good somehow, but three, and it, I need to shut up. Anyway, yeah. That's just, yeah. <laughs> just, don't get we just started. get into the Parasite Eve cycle. <laughs> yeah. um, there are also ways that this game feels extremely PSP-like. Okay. Uh, a lot of times, the problem that they will have you, the riddle you need to solve, is something that is a tiny bit out of frame. And you can't see it because you can't move the camera because you don't have the right analog stick. <laughs> So a lot of times in this game, I've been like, okay, where is this thing they want me to find? Oh, they have hidden it. I need to walk forwards towards the camera a little bit more, and the camera zooms out more so I can see this thing. Uh, and then sometimes pop-in is egregiously close to you. So you'll be like, okay, where do I go? Oh, I just, there's a switch on that platform right there. I need to actually approach it so the switch loads in. <laughs> is this a blue coin? <laughs> yeah, right? Um, other than that, this game is really delightful. Uh, if you like old school ease games, Falcom games at all, I really just giving this a shot. Had a lot of fun with it. I do like those. Bob, <laughs> Bob, I'm going to show you. You don't get to read it out loud. Okay. I'm going to show you some of what my list currently looks like. Okay. okay. Do you think it's penetrating this top 10? <laughs> i don't know man yeah i don't know isn't that terrible right what a horrible feeling for me it would but but only only by like one speaking of which have you played that one have you gotten around to that you haven't done that yet right that one no i haven't okay. it's on sale on steam i might okay. pick it up okay. i've been thinking All about right. it but it has to beat this now <laughs> Like, it's a very similar feel. Really? <sighs> DM me what game you mean later, because I might need to look at it. Oh, uh, sure. I'll just post it in the Discord. N and none of you watching get to know <laughs> what we're talking about. You're just going to have to wait for Game of the Year to come out. Uh, oh, I almost put that in the... Wait, well, whatever. It's in the Goatee <laughs> workspace. That's um, the one uh, I was asking Bob if he, he Oh, had, uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really low number for that, and it is a really strong experience for me and extremely recommended. It also reminds me of a game from last year I need to see if it's on sale on the Steam sale. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, there is, um, last time I talked about this, which was two weeks ago now, I was talking about how there is this season system where this you could change the season in an area and then get a new set of levels for that area. Yeah, you were talking about that, yeah. Um. I have found out that it is not as big as I thought it would be. Each okay. area gets two seasons. Oh, okay. Okay. So you just have cool. you go through each of them twice. Basically. I like that more. Yeah. Yeah. I, that other thing was like a cool concept that would drive me insane, I felt like. <laughs> uh, two I can deal with. Um, which it may add them, because there's a post-game thing. I've now started. Mm -hmm. It's like the after story, which may add those other seasons in. I don't know. <laughs> Um, it adds, adds or the 
throughout the game, there's also, uh, man, it's you get quests. Okay. And it's not clear on when you need to turn them in. So I ended up doing an entire quest line thing and then doing or finishing the chapter. And it's like, oh, you failed that quest. You didn't go turn it in. And I was like, I, it's over. <laughs> <laughs> I was so upset. Understandable. Um, and yeah, you can't like replay chapters. I had saved without thinking. I overwrote that save. So I couldn't oh. go back. Yeah. It was bad because it was literally just, oh, instead of doing that boss fight, you should have run over and turned this in. <laughs> yeah, that's how that's how Trails of Cold Steel is also. Yeah, that happened to me once and <clears throat> it broke my brain to make sure it never happened again. <laughs> that's good. Um, does 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 this game give you like a ranking based on how many side quests you complete? No, not that I saw. Okay, so it is not as deranged as Cold Steel where it's like, Every time you complete a subquest, you get points for your student rank. And every time you rank up your student rank, you get some unbelievably useful accessory or item. Sometimes we tell you where the subquests are, and sometimes we just fucking don't. <laughs> don't worry, when you get to Trails of Cold Steel 3, they were like, we're just going to mark the hidden ones on the map. Thank God. Because what happens is normally they give you them in like an envelope, like here's your side quest for this chapter. <laughs> But there's always there's always like one that is just talk to this NPC at this point in the chapter and they'll give it to you. And then Trails of Cold Steel, they're just like, we'll just mark it on the fucking map. Uh, another thing that I, I have a problem with, there are a few levels that rely heavily on moving platforms you stand on. And those platforms move way too slow. It took me back to the Mega Man maker. Wait. <laughs> just, yeah, jump on the platform. Do a lesson, do a lingo and come back. <laughs> Yeah, so replaying those stages is not fun. But otherwise, really good game. Really suggested if you like really simplistic action games and or action RPGs rather, where you get to level up your character and I do. be strong. I do like those a lot. It is. It has that ease, old ease setup where you see every item slot that you have. Oh, good. So you'll know, like, oh, I have the second from best sword right now. Good. I like that. <laughs> I, I need to try this because I really don't like E7, and I'm like, I'm gonna be really pissed off if I'm like, oh, this was the this was the good East game after, instead of E7, they 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 put all the smart people over on this one. I'd believe it because is E7's first 3D one, right? Yes. Yeah, because I remember picking that up and not really liking it because they also switched to the party system, whereas this does not have that at all. Yes. This is you and your fairy sidekick who just sit there and shoot spells. So she's basically like. Uh, your square button. She can do, cast a bunch of her magic spells. You have ones that are completely OP, like oh, you freeze time and everything takes like triple damage while time is frozen. <laughs> like, good lord. It takes so long to recharge, though. You get to use like once a mission. Man. E East 10 is going to come out this year. That game's going to be really good. Yeah, no, playing through this really made me think of like, man, East 10 is going to be great. <laughs> We're going to get East 10 and that mono game. Oh. It's going to be such a good year, dude. Yeah. It's going to be so good. And hey, there'll finally be a new jumping on point for Trails. Is that this year too? Yes, it is. It's this summer. Trails into Daybreak. Jeez. Yeah, but that's that's all the stuff I've played. Um, 
Agro, did you play anything else other than Alan Wake? I did get, like, I wrapped up Act 2 in Baldur's Gate 3, uh, which, like, hit me about the 60-hour mark, which is the point at which, ethically, I had to stop playing it to play other things for Game of the Year. <laughs> <laughs> which sucks, because uh, that game's really great, and I can't wait to go back and finish it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also picked up Disgaea 7. Oh. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. let's go. Yeah, I, I barely got anywhere in that game before I randomly decided to play Alan Wake 2, which I guess was just <laughs> in the sure air. Up, <laughs> make sure to pick up your free double experience for entire campaign coupon. Oh, you better believe I did. <laughs> <laughs> Man, uh, I only played Disgaea 1. <laughs> wow. I, yeah, I just never played any of the other ones. Right. Uh, and wow, this game is a lot better at spoon feeding you what all of these Disgaea mechanics are. No, when none I... of which existed in one because they all, none of these, all these basically came into existence in four. Hagra's like, yeah, no, I said I smoked weeds. I, I meant I smoked weed in the 60s. What the fuck is this? <laughs> no, I don't think you understand. When I like I played this guy as a kid and it was like lifting and throwing, that's not a thing you do in Final Fantasy Tactics. I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> Why would it be important? <laughs> I went into the dark assembly once, got my ass kicked by a pig, and went, Well, I'm not engaging with this anymore. <laughs> So playing through seven, the little of it I have uh, has been a much more holistic experience. <laughs> yeah, than all of the times I played like the first ten maps of Disgaea One. God, <laughs> I don't. I don't even like. I said I haven't gotten far enough to really like judge it based on its merits, uh, gameplay wise. But it doesn't matter because this game is fucking hilarious. <laughs> Yeah, that is kind of the point of a Sky game. There was, what was the, oh, right. I did, that's, I, I thought like there was something really important I needed to remember when I went back to play it. Because I did one, two fights in a row. One where I just stacked everybody up at the uh, spawn point and did a throw chain to the boss and beat him. Mm-hmm. And then two fights later, I did the same thing, and everyone on my team got one shot. So I should probably level anybody <laughs> at all. Yeah, that might be a good idea. And like, it happened, and I'm like, wow. Like any other time in a tactics game, if that had happened, I went, wow, this is a bullshit difficulty spike. Because of the way Disgaea is, I went, wow, this is a great game. It let me do something this stupid. <laughs> And you got away with it exactly once. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, he didn't die in one hit. I guess I'm dead then. <laughs> <laughs> Bravo. I will dig my own grave. I'm like, but no, the game, I had to do that or I wouldn't have gotten all of the, the extra treasure chests for doing stupid bullshit that it shows you at the beginning of every map. Clearly, this was intended gameplay. <laughs> That's uh, did you play anything other than Disgaea 7 and Alan Wake 2? Uh, yes, but you weren't in the room. Uh, so and you will have to mystery game. <laughs> die ignorant. <laughs> Damn. Uh, hey, Chris. What you been playing well, other than Alan Wake 2? 
mostly nothing. I did a short stream on Christmas where I was menaced by a raccoon on a tree outside and kept having to get up and see what the hell this bizarre sound was that was a branch on a tree being weighed down by this like 30 pound raccoon <laughs> scraping on the roof and making a truly bizarre sound that scared the shit out of me. <laughs> it's 9 p.m. Do you know where your pod lord is? <laughs> uh, but other than that, I avenged my youth on Buster Busts Loose, Tiny Toons Adventures Buster Busts Loose. Oh. Wow. That game, uh, that game has five levels. And then one thing that isn't a level, but is sure fucking annoying. <laughs> so, so after that Wild West level, you didn't, you didn't beat, you, you have like a Castlevania type Haunted Mansion level. Then you have to win a football game. Oh, that's where that is. I've seen images of that. Hmm. And the way that works is you can pass or run and you should never pass because you're never going to complete a pass ever. <laughs> So you just have to run and kind of get lucky and successfully get all the way across down the field and and win and score a touchdown and win the game. And that's a whole level. That sounds great. I see Spiff in uh, chat saying football level rocks, but that motherfucker likes Mega Man soccer. So I don't know what to think anymore. <laughs> and then you have to do you have to do a, a much harder running segment than the Wild West level later on mm. uh and then the last level's based on star wars oh <laughs> all, all right all, like, and, and plucky duck is darth vader like actually licensed okay. or i mean plucky duck is darth vader okay yes yeah, so wow. it's, it's parody but like right Spielberg, parody spielberg's tight with lucas and right probably both had oversight over this to some extent i'm sure they i'm sure there was a star wars parody episode of tiny tin oh right God, right yeah, absolutely i guarantee that happened and then you do a boss fight against darth vader plucky duck where you redirect a cannon he has into him a couple times and then and then it's over really uh and I bet if I turned it to hard mode, there would be more chunks of those levels because turning it to easy removes chunks. And I can't see any, I don't think that that's not a game that you can like make harder by making enemies have more health. Right. So it must add sections to these levels, which I will never do because I, I, I beat it. So I'm, I'm never going to play it ever again. There you go. Youth <laughs> Avenged. <laughs> I also tried to play The Lion King. Oh. That game's fucking impossible. Yeah. Yeah. It, and then everybody's and I had to tell the chat, I've never seen what adult, I've never played as adult Simba in The Lion King. Yeah. Yeah, I had to use a code to jump to that, and I was like, oh, this is still a nightmare. And then someone said, don't worry, it's worse, actually. I, I mean, that's the game where I believe the remaster has a button that lets you let the game play itself. That makes sense. Yeah. That wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Yeah. Lion King is uh, straight up Toy Story tier. Yeah. Like it really is that. Toy Lion Story. King's Lion King's worse. Yeah. Lion King's way worse. Yeah. I, I, I watched uh, someone legitimately get there on the Genesis once and then the game glitched at the start of the level. <sighs> Toy Story is something that if I was willing to sit and grind it, <laughs> I could eventually get all the way through. I'm convinced. It's, it's not that impossible. 
Lion King just seems like that shit ain't happening. Then I played Aladdin on the Super Nintendo, which was made by Capcom. I'm like, oh, this is pretty neat. Aladdin on the Super Nintendo was made by Capcom. Yeah, that's why there's the that's why there's the rivalry between Genesis right. and and Super Nintendo fans because in this in this Genesis version you get a sword and in the Super Nintendo version you get a good game. <laughs> Six of one, half a dozen of the other. <laughs> what do you mean Shinji Mikami worked on Capcom's Aladdin? You know, growing up, I had a Genesis only, so I need to play the Super Nintendo one at some point. Yeah, the weird thing is I don't I don't know which one I played. Right? Now I'm worried. <laughs> wasn't the uh wasn't the Genesis one future shiny employ uh, shiny entertainment people, so future Earthworm Gym people? Maybe. Because I'm pretty sure Tommy Tallarico worked on the soundtrack in as much as he's ever done anything he's credited for. And uh people who worked animation wise on the later stuff from shiny we're working on a lot yep, composers tommy tallarico but yeah other than alan wake 2 I, I mostly just played alan wake 2 i'm gonna go ahead and address this now because we're not gonna it's not newsworthy people are pointing out yeah they found out he didn't do the sonic and the black knight soundtrack tommy tallarico and i'm like yeah we we knew that last year. Like there was already evidence of that exact fact, and I guess the full shoe drops just as we started big wait, thing. Wait, wait. So T Tommy Tallarico didn't compose music? Yeah, that sounds right. How about this, Internet? You let me know when he does compose a song, <laughs> and that'll be news. <laughs> Some point that'll save us hours. And it's the same thing it always is. It's like, well, is it an employee of his? He contracted it out. It's yeah. like, yeah, that's, yeah. We found out that was his whole career. Anyway, uh, but that's all you've been playing? Mm, thinking, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's it. I pretty, I, it was mostly Alan Wake. Yeah, is, is a big. It's like eighteen plus hours. Yeah, no, I swear to God, Bob and I looked it up before we started playing, and it said something like twelve to fourteen on how long to beat. Uh -huh. And other people kind of corroborated that. Then we played it; it was eighteen plus for both of us. Yeah, yeah which, it's about twenty. Which I, I ended up pushing. Like I know I put um, up that a bit by every time I did the end of part and had a song play, I just let the song play. I did for a lot of them. I really like. Um, I really like Alan's song that recurs. Mm. That's really good. Also, it recurring multiple times. Oh, it's very clever. Yes. Absolutely. I I, I would love to meet the human Alan Wake. <laughs> so, you think you're clever. <laughs> I love that guy. Anyways, uh, Podlords. Oh, oh fuck. fuck, don't you know. So oh, it's the Pod Lords, don't you know? <laughs> Saga, is that you? <laughs> yes, it's me. <laughs> Saga Anderson. You coming up here to Minnesota? <laughs> on the west coast of the United States of America, eh? <laughs> they killed a moose. <laughs> Uh, uh, that's right. It's, it's 
I swear to God, Windows, I'm going to cut to this just to shame you for doing this. Is that showing on stream? Are you seeing the top of this of this window right here on stream? Nope. I fucking hate you, Windows. I'm using Windows feature to snap Windows to the edge of a screen, and it's just shoving it into the deck. Oh, this time it got it. This time it got it. This isn't about Windows. This song goes out to the pop boys. <laughs> yes, that's right. The pod lords. Pod lords such as... No, not the Windows lords. <laughs> the pod lords. Pod lords such as BN12, Ely Broyles, Bountiful... But you know what? The season passed. You don't get to be shown. <laughs> it's out of style now. It's January. Get dressed. What the fuck are you fuck doing? Fuck you, it's January. Fuck you, Podlord, it's January! <laughs> Red Blaze 27. Suzu Shiro. Leon reunites with Ada in the form of a cyber elf? Did you see this? Yeah, I saw this. <laughs> fucking used happened. to meet you. One under one shades of surely this will be the year I get all my Kickstarter backer rewards. Oh, oh my no. god. No, what? Ooh. What's left? Oh my god. This is why Kami left. He's got your rewards. <laughs> oh no! Yeah. He's over international waters! <laughs> we can't try him. He's made us a mercenary state! <laughs> WTF Spider-Man Mr. I like spam 2023 more like 2023 reasons it was Kaka doo-doo what were they thinking have a happy new year <laughs> DFW3K Muckabun now that Christmas is over BTD crew forgive us it's time to go back to the old us. <laughs> <laughs> Why no. does he have Linkara's gun? Uh, it's got it's got memes. She's very powerful. Do Can memes... you zoom in on the meme tag? Yeah, it says uh, it says one moment. It says uh, oh fuck, the pod lords. <laughs> <laughs> of course it does. Kristen. An abstract modern kind of juice of frost. Kyle Bjork. It's after Christmas. You should still watch Tokyo Grandfathers free on YouTube. Godfathers. Oh, I forgot to do that. Did I say grandfather? You did. Did I say granddad? Yeah, you were like Tokyo Granddad. <laughs> Tokyo Granddad? <laughs> Tokyo Granddad? What are you doing here? Cooper Tank. <laughs> Meshy Trap. Ochi is done asking. Play Pikmin 4. Indigo Sykes. Zelliard. Get working on it. That's, that's the best you can do. You know, that's what you're getting, Podlord. My LGR voice. I'm just going to meet him at the Duke voice. I, I still don't know what Zelliard is. It's a lot like Truxton. 
I doubt that. But you don't know that. No, I don't. That's true, I don't. <laughs> Your honor, switch to <laughs> death. <laughs> we sort of got switch to news this week. We sort did of. sort of get that. A raccoon casting a spell on you. That's what happened during the Christmas tree. He cast the spell of scaring the shit out of me by being fat as hell and being on that branch. <laughs> well, that was the other raccoon who made that raccoon fat. Oh, no. <laughs> For some reason, seeing the cape and the wand, I, I, I just immediately hear the raccoon saying banana pajama, banana pajama. <laughs> Shinji 16 and Tran would like to remind you that you matter. You are valid and you deserve to be hammy. Happy, happy. Hammer. Named after a crow, uses bats. Apple Gothic is very disappointed. <laughs> he's, he's so cool, though. <laughs> he's like a Mortal Kombat ninja if he was handsome. <laughs> Man, everybody on Team Takuro, other than the Takuros themselves, really have some PS2 Mortal Kombat character. <laughs> me too! Jesus. It's great! <laughs> his tiny glasses piss me off. Is, wait, are, is that what that is? They're affixed to his mask. It's efficient. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's so stupid. I never noticed those. <laughs> so wait, in order to see me efficiently, he has to go all cross-eyed? Yes. <laughs> all right. It helps with bombs. Sure. Somehow. Timothy Fister. Wait a second. Nope, we're not there. We're nowhere near there. The Super Mim. So, this Cobalion, he uh, has plans, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> That's an incredible edit of Caldeo. <laughs> uh, I want to forget Caldeo as soon as possible, honestly. <laughs> I think if you're a listener to Big Think to mention, you should probably go on over to patreon.com slash podcast so you can get access to that specific episode of Pokemon Go to the Movies before February because we're taking a break this month. <laughs> and you're going to have to live in suspense why this Podlord is fucking hilarious. <laughs> Sarlene. Timothy Fister finished and enjoyed Stranger Paradise's DLC. If Square Enix doesn't do a new Dissidia soon, they are evil criminals. <laughs> I gotta, I, I have to assume that's a Yeah, they have to do it. Some yeah. form. It's gotta, Come on. What are you doing? On. It prints money. Bearded Joe. Pleochrome. Krunglespum. Best dress this week goes to Shen for his winning smile. <laughs> hmm. His smile is winning. Uh. Saber, but the Olympic fencing apparatus. I like one ticket to see Chainsaw Man the move raise the movie raise arc. Typhon dead gigaboots at the midnight premiere. Oh yeah, I forgot that they announced that the next thing wouldn't even be a season, be moving. Yeah. Yeah, I hope it actually comes to theaters. I think that that uh Demon Slayer one did, so maybe. Jujutsu Kaisen Zero did. Oh yeah, that did too. Arc Seaside. 
Oofy down, I repeat, Oofy down! No! <laughs> you will play Momodora now. I mean, it's yeah, not out next do that week. when it comes out. Yeah, so you gotta give me like a week or two. It's next week? Yeah, it's the yeah. 11th. Yeah. Watch out. What the yeah. fuck? Yeah. Time happens. Yeah. Welcome to the flavor plan. This is mm. terrible. <sighs> Finally, interesting Kit Kat flavors in the U.S. Yeah. Yeah, oh, churro. Huh. Yeah. That sounds good. Yeah. They need to do better flavors over here. They do. I'm all for this. What kind of churro is this? I keep meaning to buy one of those, but they only ever have king size. Look, I don't want that much. Red Saber, but Kankol or Azerlane? Out of bleach gags, so I'm just gonna have you read Yu-Gi-Oh card names. Red Dragon Archfiend. <laughs> and Cool Hand TG. <laughs> Thank you very much <laughs> to our Podlords. Thank you, Podlords. Thank you, Podlords. Podlords. <laughs> and if you'd like to become a Podlord, you can go to our Patreon at patreon.com slash gbpodcast. For as little as $5 a month, you get access to many benefits, such as early access to Chugging Bleach and Pokemon Go to the Movies, our two monthly anime review podcasts, extended bits and bobs in others when, you know, when those things exist for you to get. You also fund a show, a once a month show wherein we either watch a good thing that you get to vote on and then we talk about that good thing or we watch a bad thing and then you get a, and then patrons get a commentary track and the good thing is patron exclusive and the bad thing is public but the 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 the, the patron exclusive part is the commentary track and we have a bunch of commentary tracks in general if you want to watch something horrible like X-Men Origins Wolverine or Dr. Horrible Sing Along Blog or The Golden Compass or The Test a movie that nobody's ever heard of but us yeah, you should watch That's the That's patreon.com slash gbpodcast. If you don't have any money, it always helps immensely to tell your friends. Rate us on Thursdays. Rate us with a T on your podcast app of choice. Or a like and leave a comment on YouTube if you watch that way right now. Patreon.com slash gbpodcast. Yeah, and it's worth noting you actually get a really bizarre uh, coincidental benefit this time. Uh, Pokemon Go to the Movies has an extra recording because uh, we had a power failure with Chris. He is not in the normal episode. He's available <laughs> separately very soon on his own isolated episode where me and him sit down and talk about how cool Keldeo is and how great Cobalion is. The final yeah, point. Yeah, we sure do that. <laughs> It's definitely not hilarious how you can see from space where this charts in the greater scheme of Pokemon movies. <laughs> see, the movies before now, they were like a lake, but something dark and evil exists underneath that lake, and it's this movie. <laughs> All-consuming. Uh, let me go ahead and open this news. I hear we have some news. Some, what was it, a Japanese financial uh, uh, analyst was just like, yeah, t that Switch 2 is going to happen. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to be like $400. We're like, okay, thanks. <laughs> yeah, the Switch, it was like the Switch 2, uh, it, it's, it's just going to be a Switch but better and will cost $400 and games will cost $70. And I'm like, okay, thank you. Thank I you. have pattern recognition and knew all those things already. There will be a chosen one. <laughs> 
Yeah, I was like, it will be significant. <laughs> what, you mean the Princess Peach isn't the in, in the Luigi's Mansion 2 aren't the last games Nintendo will ever release? <laughs> well, no, they're going to make more Switch 1 games, obviously. Honestly, I saw a couple links to that, uh, and I didn't click on them because I swore there was a decent chance this was the time I was going to click on a link and Michael Pactor was going to reappear and say exactly that level of shit. Yeah, but he would also just be wrong. Right, he'd somehow say this stuff, but it'd all be incredibly wrong. Like, yeah, like it'd be $500, and games would be 80 or games come would be 40 on a disc. Yeah, might yeah no, Michael Pactor was at his best when he said things that were unfalsifiable or just truisms. Like, he'd come in before E3 and be like, what Microsoft needs to do is have a good showing where they show good games and have stuff that people like. Please pay me $10,000. I'm really glad that Pactor is just irrelevant now. Yeah, that feels good. I feel He's, like there are a whole slew of seventh gen villains that I'm glad are irrelevant now. I will not name he's names. He's just like the analyst of some terrible securities company. Yeah. Like all, his his job is now and always was, but especially now is just tell the rich guy what they want to hear, Pactor. Mm-hmm. Agro. Iyaza. <laughs> you want to share some news with the whole class <laughs> I don't know if I brought enough news for the whole class Agro step to the front of the class we're going to need to see your news so for today's show and tell I brought how the saga of Baldur's Gate 3 on Xbox continues okay what's happening so in addition to the save thing apparently not having been all the way fixed by that patch, uh, they L Larian has offered a workaround where you can go create a Larian account and like get cross saves working, and it'll upload your latest save to their servers. So if oh you God. lose it, you can re-download it oh until God. this stops happening to people. That's so depressing. On top of that, so Xbox has this thing where when you take a screenshot or record some gameplay, mm -hmm. it, it automatically uploads that to Microsoft's servers. Yeah, yeah. And it, if that screenshot or gameplay happens to be uh, explicit in nature, mm -hmm. say there are elf titties in it, you might get banned from Xbox Live for a year. <laughs> Why are they so fucking bad at every element of running a platform? How... Like, that's not even a front-facing thing. You're just, that's an upload for your own, like, private server. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It's on Microsoft servers. What? Yeah, because it's, it's yeah. their storage, technically. Oh, my God. What a stupid, like, this is like when, um... And we never have to worry about it again, thanks to Elon Musk. But PlayStation wouldn't let you swear in, like, a Twitter screenshot upload yeah mm -hmm. you remember when the internet was cool yeah i remember that so yeah remember when there was more than like three websites yeah i remember that was, there was a bunch you had to like find them uh it was like Larry a fun director, adventure <laughs> director of publishing michael douse uh in a tweet has said that they are in discussions with microsoft and that they're looking into it uh, and has characterized the situation as, quote, annoying and uncool. 
Man, I wonder why so many devs are just skipping Xbox now. It's, it's a complete a mystery. mystery. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's so <laughs> many SKUs to ship on over there. Why why wouldn't you want to make your Series S version on top of your normal version on top of the mystery box that is what will go wrong, <laughs> right? And then, you know, ship to the smallest possible demographic you could. Who don't buy games because they've been trained to not buy games over the past five years. God. That's a mystery why no one would bother. God, what a fucking nightmare. What a nightmare. What, what was that number again of total shift Xbox series that we covered two weeks ago on Big Think? Was it in 20? last in 2023? They shipped 7.6 million Xboxes, which is one third of the PS5's shipped and half of the Switch's shipped. And was down 15% from 2022. So 2022, probably around uh, 8.5 million. It's a tough market out there. Not not everybody owns a boat, so marketing that anchor is just getting tougher and tougher. <laughs> well, this was uh, horrifying and sucks. Uh, Agro, do you have anything else? Anything good? Yes. Uh, you know, sometimes in this late capitalist hellscape, you got to take the small wins where you can get them. And where you can get them is consistently from Europe. Uh, Sony has been fined by the French government. Uh, let me see. The I'm, I'm going to pronounce this string of French words as Americanly as possible. Okay, great. Because I'm not going to get it right in French, so I'm not going to try. Uh, Atorite de la Concurrence. I love that song. You know, the one that's like, a Tory day, day, day. Basically, they hit him with a couple uh, antitrust infractions for 13.5 million euros, which is 14.8 rounds of 5.56. The first one I'm not super clear on. It's in a November 2015 update for the PS4 would make unlicensed third-party controllers face, and I'm quoting, regular disconnections during console operating system updates. Which seems like a really weirdly niche thing. Yeah. But it's the second one, uh, wherein the process for getting your controller licensed involved joining some Sony partnership program. But Sony wouldn't tell anyone how to do that. And when you <laughs> ask them, they would say that there are criteria that... Sony will apply at their discretion, which basically meant fuck off. Uh-huh. So France was like, wow, that's not how our laws work. That's really funny. <laughs> yep. Well, thank you for the good news. I look forward to more companies paying money for doing shitty things. You uh you hear the EU thing is now into full effect, the that they passed in June or July of last year of the your smartphone, tablet, and laptop needs to have user replaceable batteries. Ooh. I'm very excited for how every smartphone manufacturer has to cope and see their way through a redesign that doesn't look like shit, but can do that. Right? That's exciting. It is, frankly, because I wish the fucking... I want them to extend that mandate to controllers. Mm -hmm. I want to be able to hot swap... Yeah, I like I wish I was able to push off getting a new phone for another year for that cuz that's Yeah. It's a it's killer hat. 
killer yeah. feature. Yeah, I'm not sure what else I was looking forward to in phones other than that being reintroduced as a concept. Mm-hmm. Like, we're kind of there, right? We can already play Resident Evil 4 Remake shittily. <laughs> yeah, really bad. We're at the top of the mountain. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess... Like being able to put in a micro SD card straight in. Right. But I don't think we're ever getting that in the Apple ecosystem. And for some reason, Samsung drove their fucking vehicle in the opposite direction of that a long time ago. There's a chance if they hadn't done that, I would have switched back. Right. Because that is a really cool feature. That is an incredibly important feature for a guy who has way too much uh, like music. Mm -hmm. That's lossless before anyone goes, music doesn't take that much space. Uh, but now that the fo- the iPhones can film in 4K ProRes, I'm like, uh, uh, I'm not going to Android. I'm sorry, this is too useful a feature. <laughs> yeah, it's too. I I I haven't had time to uh, color grade it, but I actually got a 4K ProRes HDR footage of my brother's my nephew, the Corgi Cheddar. <laughs> so I need to I need to go in and edit some of that together, and make it look nice, and upload it to YouTube for everybody. Yeah, Dan hasn't even shown me this, so this this isn't something he's hiding only from you. This is my hot exclusive. (laughs) Who knows? Maybe next time I go down, I'll bring one of these, like, 6K cameras and get some really good footage. Uh, Let's move on to the... uh, Fuck it. Let's do the Chris news. I know some people in chat are like, what? China China loves mobile gaming. Chris, does China love mobile gaming? Uh, Actually, no, and you haven't been able to say that for, like, two years, because in, like, 2000... 21 they uh they introduced that thing like um you're allowed to uh, children under 18 you're allowed to play games an hour a day on weekends and uh anyway over the christmas break they released a lot of guidelines for the new things they intend to force through uh various reforms have been floated including banning daily login rewards (laughs) Banning top-up bonuses. So like in Genshin, when they're once a year, they're like, if you buy the currency pack, you get this big bonus that won't apply the next time you buy it. But they refresh every year. So that will be banned. Um, Anytime a game will go, hey, you're a little short. How about we give you a special rate just this once? Because we're buddies. That's banned or will be banned under these rules. Banning forced PvP, which seems to which they seem to apply to things like, yeah, if there's like an immersion, not immersion, like an extraction shooter type thing where PvP can just happen. People like that's not allowed. That won't be allowed anymore. Like you won't be able to be like, you better you better spend some money and buff yourself up in case you have to do PvP. Oh, man, the the division in shambles. <laughs> uh Loot box rates will be regulated and public. Should have been everything everywhere already. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I believe that they were supposed in... to be public already, and then some people Con- lied gotcha about it. Gotcha rates are. Okay. Gotcha rates are public. And because I, I saw some other article about how some company was lying about them and is getting sued. Oh yeah, good. <laughs> uh, and anything inside a loot box must be purchasable. Like you have to be able to just give money to get the item you want. Uh, anyway, these announcements tanked Tencent and NetEase's stock by a combined $80 billion. Yup. Uh, and everybody immediately started crying and screaming, and the Chinese government said, we'll, 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 you know, there's going to be a discussion phase. 
But considering how often China just cuts the throats of billion-dollar industries, that they're like, you're de you're a deleterist to the public good. Goodbye. Mm -hmm. I don't know how much of these will get walked back. I mean, they apparently fired the official who penned this. This happened two days ago. Uh, Reuters has the article here where they... Uh, the Chinese government apparently fired the official it, thing who was... It's comp more complicated than that. I looked into it a little bit. Like, he did other things and didn't see... It didn't seem to be entirely related to this. I'm sure they'll get walked back to some degree, but I think a lot of it's probably going to go through. I mean, honestly, any one of these is a big win. So I hope more of this gets through than doesn't. Mm-hmm. Because every single thing you just described is pretty fucking predatory. The least one, the least predatory thing is, what if there was PvP in the gotcha game? But yeah, that... So, we'll see. I certainly hope that uh, they all go through and decapitate all these, all every single one of these games. It would be really funny to see, like, yeah, all the service game stuff is becoming illegal in one of the, one of the largest territories. Yeah. Hey, at least it can't affect Blizzard. They've already been kicked out. Mm. Yep. Mm. But yeah, like I, I... That feels like the thing that's going to happen in this decade is that every government will, like, enough of the geriatrics will be pushed out. And it's like, uh, yeah, we should probably not let people throw hundreds of dollars down a hole to get JPEGs. Yeah, I feel like the the EU will get on this. I don't know if America ever will. Yeah, America. I don't know. I think I think it's the exact kind of thing that like the boomers will shake hands on <laughs> just enough to happen. Yeah, if they understood it, absolutely. It feels like these other governments absolutely get modern technology and a lot of what's going on better than any US. Like every single time well, any any technology company gets interviewed, the most insane questions come out. Where it's like you clearly <laughs> have like no understanding the, of how the internet works, even right. The the EA Ultimate Team shit is worse than any gotcha game. It all need that all needs to be made illegal, and the people who worked on it need to be in prison. Yes. <laughs> you ever you ever wonder where the monetization guy, the weird e economics dude who was working on the Last of Us multiplayer thing, where he went after that? Does Satan have a backup plan for him? <laughs> I have to wonder. Like when Satan closes the door, does he open a window? <laughs> uh, and in uh, slightly less insane news, Torabash Next was announced. What the fuck? It's is a that? new version of Torabash. If you don't know what Torabash is, it is an old ancient ass. It was initially free. I think you can buy it on Steam now, and it's like a version that's gotten like a battle pass and all kinds of updates since it came out six. 18 yeah 18 years ago uh basically you control a character made of circles and rectangles like a almost like one of those uh artists reference dolls type things and you put in a series of commands for the joints and so does your opponent and then they both play out and it's a fighting game <laughs> dope wow so they announced a new version of Tory Bash. I yes. see. This is interesting. 
Never knew about this. Huh. That's I'm, trying to, I'm trying to remember the other... The other game that this always reminded me of. It's old as dirt. Stair Dismount. That's what it was called. Yeah. The super old, old ass game where you, you shot people out of a truck that also got a re-release called Turbo Dismount in like 2014. Oh, I didn't know about that. Oh, I remember that yeah. vaguely. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, I, I, I was like, oh, Curse is awakening memories in me. One moment. When's the uh when's the re-release of uh of Icy Tower coming? I don't know. How many times has he asked that though? <laughs> I feel like several. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I know that I've heard it. <laughs> the game that the game that's 23 years old this year. Meanwhile, I always when I think about incredibly old games, I just think about that snow fight game where it's just like early flash era and you just yeah, do a I snowball remember that. fight. Yeah. yeah. But here's the image of Steradis Mount if anyone needs to awaken. <laughs> oh man, there's there's iOS ports of Icy Tower on on uh, Android and iOS. I don't know if you can still get them, but there's several different versions. How interesting. Android APKs are never really gone. <laughs> but that, that, that's all mine is. Hey Bob. Hey. You got any news? Yeah. Okay. We had the yearly Square Enix president comes out and says something atrocious thing we get every New Year's. This dude's such a mutant. This dude is such a mutant. He needs to go. Like, I don't believe he's a real person. Like, he was grown in a pod. Uh, yeah, Takashi... Takashi Kiryu. Uh, he talks about aggressively applying AI in content development and publishing in, the New Year's, in their New Year's message. He also mentions the blockchain entertainment, you know... Because Square likes doing that. I, I'm very entertained by the ch blockchain and people around it all the time. Here, here, here's how I imagine this will go. <laughs> A year from now, we'll have this exact same story again. I'll say something along the lines of, who cares until any of it comes out? And then the comments will say, Chris, three of those projects came out on mobile and failed instantly and nobody ever talked about them once. And I'll go, huh? Yeah, that's like... No, Symbiogenesis is definitely going to ship in the next week and hit our game of the year list. Right. Like, people keep saying that they, they do these announcements and don't do anything. It's like, no, they always release them. They're just complete trash and everyone ignores it. Right. Like, NFTs are in those action figures you can buy for Final Fantasy VII characters. You need to understand, tissue burns really fast. <laughs> yes. If you're not watching it the whole time, it may burst in flames and be gone in a fraction of a second while you were looking away. Um... But yeah, the AI thing is messed up because for people to forget, they also do manga publishing. They yes. might be talking about just publishing just AI generate translations, which some other mangas have done within the last few weeks. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that is true. And just firing everyone who would translate those. Sure. Burn yourself to the ground. Yep. That, that's has to be, that has to be the fucking stance I have now. Sure, go ahead. I'm not even going to be mad at any of this shit anymore. Go ahead and kill yourself. Like, it's clearly not going to actually nope. work. So just, you want to stick your arm in that bear trap, go ahead. What the hell does yeah, it matter Yeah, but the cut doesn't fucking deserve to have that treatment that will completely sink their manga. I agree. So, like, in some extent, I can still be like, fuck you. Wait, I have a button to... <laughs> Wait, Chris, do you also think that? <laughs> fuck you. I guess he does, but in a slightly deeper octave, I'm noticing. <laughs> 
Yeah, I don't know why they why they do this every year. Like every year, like Gamatsu publishes lists of a hundred different developers from all over the industry. No one else talks about blockchain or AI. Because of course they don't. So I brought up Symbiogenesis. We have someone in chat saying it is out. It's just where's Waldo with NFTs. That makes sense. What else is that? That doesn't that doesn't surprise me. You're like telling it's... me Bethesda made a Where's Waldo game with <laughs> NFTs? See, the joke here is very clever. The NES Where's Waldo game is made by Bethesda. It is my only Bethesda game I owned for 25 years. Actually, longer. Yeah, I guess it came out in November. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. You, you, can get, you can get it on those platforms nobody uses. Of Man, course. You, you telling me we should have had that in our, our game of the year? It can still make it in it a can category. Still, we're, still, we're still recording. My childhood Bethesda game. Where's Waldo? Bob's childhood Bethesda game. What was it Terminator 2? I think it's Terminator 1. Yeah, Terminator. On PC. On PC. It's a great game. <laughs> We're like, what the fuck's now, an Elder Scroll? <laughs> now I have to look and see what did what did they make? Did, did, do I have I ever played anything from them accidentally through rentals or anything? Uh, that's really unfortunate to hear, Bob. Yeah. Uh, do we have any good news? Yes. Uh, some of these other New Year messages okay. were pretty cool. cool. One from Koji Igarashi. Oh. Known for Bloodstained in Castlevania, of course. Uh, was him teasing that they're going to make a big announcement this year? They better. Yeah. Sounds like we're actually going to get the next one. I would love nothing more than for me to be smug about 2024 not being nearly as hard to do a game of the year for. And then you ship Bloodstained 2. Right? Uh, but yeah, I believe there was something in there about how they have a little bit left to ship for one, but then it's, it's finally over. <laughs> I mean, they outsourced all of the recent stuff to, in one to way forward. They did. So there's a really good chance they've been full steam on two for a while. Mm -hmm. Certainly been talking about being in the process of making it long enough. <sighs> right? Come on. <laughs> Um, and then, of course, we have to have more bad news, mm -hmm. more layoffs. Yep. Sleep, Slipgate Ironworks. Flex Grip Smoothbore. Yes. Uh, this is another subsidiary of uh, Embracer, of course. God damn it. Yeah. You can't escape it. It's going to keep happening. Cool. Uh, it was another round of layoffs this year, already in the first few weeks of this year, or the first few days of this year. And also... We didn't cover it last year at the end of the year, like the 22nd or so. They fired the game director for Graven, a game that's currently on sale in early access. Oh, so I'm sure that's doing great. Uh-huh. And with this most recent round of layoffs, we've confirmed that Core Decay and Combustion, two other games that, that were in development, have stopped. Uh, Core Decay was going to be voiced by, like, the main character is going to be played by Gianni from Twitter, the, the Duke Nukem guy. The funny Twitter man. Yes. Where it, <laughs> I was like, if you like Duke, you like men. <laughs> uh, so that sucks. This is really bad. Yeah, no, that absolutely sucks. This is infuriating. I'm so fucking tired of their shit. We were mildly positive, neutral even, on one publisher doing acquisitions, and it was Embracer. Mm -hmm. We learned our lesson. Yeah, never again. Yeah, no. It's always this. Also, uh, 
I was trying it after we record certain things. Uh-huh. It jogged my memory of, like, merger news and other things. And I thought, when, when was the last time I was even neutral on a merger? And I realized it was Sony getting that um, AI-empowered video encoding for more optimal video yes. encoding. I looked up a video of that, and I'm like, damn it, this could have helped, like, every streaming platform. So even this sucks. Like, that Sony just buys it. Back in the day, you have to buy the milk from the person who owns the cow. Nowadays, you just buy the whole farm because fuck it. Yeah. Every single time. It's like, man, I bet they could have licensed that shit to, like, everybody. Mm-hmm. It, it was it was fucking impactful. If I can remember what that video was entitled, I should show you sometime because huge difference. Man, I'm so sick of this shit, though. Go to uh, hell, Embracer. Unfortunately, more bad news. I, seeing this in your news, I found it unbelievable that we didn't cover this on Christmas in it, or on the Big Think that week, and I guess it happened right after. Yeah. Because we actually have recorded a piece of content that references this news. Yes. But that won't release until next week. Uh, so, yeah, first content entertainment, the people who make Firewall Ultra in Zero Hour shut down. And the only... Uh, the explanation they gave was there isn't support for, in the AAA space for VR games. Or support for VR games, basically, at all. So Yeah, they were like, the VR space is not conducive to AAA entertainment, and it's not supportive enough, so... Yep. And I'm pissed. Yeah. I'm really pissed, because this was a Sony published game. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember. Maybe this came in during Big Think last week and just threw it in there and didn't write it in the news, but I, okay. I, just in case, I wanted to make sure we got it yeah, out there. Yeah, because that's vile. Yeah. That's vile that Sony ship, let them ship a game that wasn't fucking done at all. Spent a whole year propping it up via marketing on the PlayStation blog and other places and hype trailers. And the thing's basically not functional mm-hmm. in numerous objective ways. And then they close. They let the developer close at the year end. That's insane and sucks. And what the hell is wrong with Sony? Yeah. Um, during the break, we also missed the Grand Blue Festival. Something they do a thing where they make announcements. Uh, and that had they they talked about Grand Blue Fantasy Relink. We'll get a demo this month for PS4 and PS5. Super excited. We well, still don't have a date for that though. We don't. Do we? we do not. We just know it's this month. It's coming any day now. Very excited to know if I will, in fact, have to buy that at launch. <laughs> yeah, I also need to know. Because it looks sweet, mm-hmm. but I'm not so much of an action game select that I absolutely need it, you know? Right. I need to play it. I need to know. And this uh, this year is kind of jam-packed with stuff, so... Yeah? Especially this visual, first few months with action visual, RPGs. Visual, we have this, Rise of Ronin, and... Uh, Final Fantasy Dragon's VII Rebirth Dogma. and Dragon's Dogma. There's a lot. <laughs> yeah. There is a lot. There is a lot. Uh, then they announced that 2B from Nier Automata is going to be in Grand Blue Fantasy Versus. Rising is one of the DLC characters in February. She looks really good. They also announced Grand Blue characters for that that are also going to be in the DLC pass of Lucius, Vane, and Beatrix, but you know you're just buying it for 2B. Uh, that's, not, that's not true. Grand Blue players are plenty thirsty. I'm sure <laughs> these three characters are absolute bait for someone. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know what they look under- like, but it's undoubted. Right. The, I get if you're a Grand Blue fan, you're to be annoyed, especially since like that like we're halfway through like the third season pass for this game. 
But one, this will fund an entirely new season pass of characters alone. <laughs> because the reason you put 2B into your game is to get normies to buy your game. Mm-hmm. And I, I need to, I, this is a call out. If you see 2B put in a thing and you go, why wasn't it this other near character? You're so wildly out of touch with reality that it's kind of, you should be concerned <laughs> about yourself. <laughs> this was, this, there, this wasn't a near rep. It's 2B because it's 2B. Yeah. Like, the, like they're not going to put brother near into a game because nobody fucking knows who that is. F fucking cloud shows up at smash brothers and i'm like why wasn't it edgar from yeah, final they, fantasy six except some people know who what final fantasy six is nobody knows what drakengard is <laughs> why isn't it zero from drakengard three because nobody fucking played that <laughs> right <laughs> jesus like be be the slight I, I understand the annoyance, but please be the slightest bit in touch with reality. No, they're a near fan. <laughs> <laughs> and I put this last piece of news in here basically for myself. Okay. Uh Fate Samurai Remnant, that game made by the Dynasty Warriors people. Yes. Uh it's getting updates so you can actually play as the other characters in their battle recollection mode, which is Seems like free battle from Dynasty Warriors yeah. where you can redo fights yeah, just that's from what different I perspectives. Cool. Cool. Uh, so that's cool. The, the, that update's already out and I need to go play it because my main complaint was that game was why am I only playing these two characters? Awesome. We have to record something on that at some point. Oh, that's true. That's true. Even though the podcast should qualify because you extensively talked about it. But right. Yeah. I, I, think would, I would like to do a premium 4K video as it turns <laughs> out. Uh, that'd be neat. No, that's reserved for Super Bomberman R2. <laughs> Only chat games that get 6.5s out of 10s get that sort of treatment here at Gigaboots. On a related note, I've been asked, hey, are uh, any of you guys playing that RoboCop game for Game of the Year? And, uh, yeah, expect, expect some coverage of that RoboCop game. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's it for news? That seems to be it for news. <clears throat> that's that's swell that's great that's fantastic uh let me just now i think let me see uh let's yeah there we go <laughs> <All right. sighs> oh man this is gonna be rough <laughs> it's gonna be rough <laughs> Rough stream. <laughs> I I need every I need to tell everybody watching what I discovered looking at the Wikipedia page for this game. Uh, this is a Japanese game. It was published by Square Enix. Square Enix made by Feel Plus. This game's story and scenario were written by an unnamed company in the United Kingdom because they thought that if a Westerner wrote it in the scenario, it would be more appealing to Westerners than a Japanese person writing it because it was in that era. Or spoken zero. That means, <laughs> but that means, that means there is a deathly serious possibility that this game's story came out of Ninja Theory. 
I don't want to believe that. No, I, I there's mm. got to be someone else in the UK who's shilling writing stories. Right. They were. This is what they were doing at the time, though. They were busy with DMC the DMC, right? This was just a story, though. What if somebody from Capcom who knew somebody was Kerning's like, hey, you need a Western company. We're working with these guys. I see seeing amazing in chat saying, if the girl goes into that position, I swear to God, if we get the fetal position they from only the only lady it, they in this didn't game. Make it. Americans love women in the fetal position. <laughs> Thank you to me. Firstly, not American. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, but that's right. We're playing Mind Jack. Mind Jack. Mind Jack. This is one of those games I saw the cover for and just immediately knew, no, that game's going to be trash. Don't even try it. But it's rated M for Mature. You can just look at every part of it. Look at the back and you just know it's a bad time. Uh, but yeah, we're going to Death Stream Mindjack and hopefully have some smaller streams in the upcoming week covering a, a few different games that, you know, so far we haven't gotten to experience for uh, Game of the Year and stuff. Hey, Chris, what do you have going on in the next week? Um, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cram for Game of the Year. Yeah. Yeah, I feel it. When I come back to streaming, whenever that is, uh, I'm going to stream the Darksiders games. Oh. Because I've never played more than three hours of any of them. I feel like that's the ideal amount of every one of those games. Like so we need to see what, <laughs> what weird mid-Zelda, weird mid-God of War, I guess, is what 2 is closest to, and weird mid-Dark Souls are. Although on, on Darksiders 3, I will probably play the new DLC, the downloadable patch version they added later that gives it normal Darksiders gameplay. That's bizarre. <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah the, I'm curious. They patched in like a whole new combat system. Uh, all right. Just tell people you're playing that, but then boot up Dark Watch and see if they notice. <laughs> they won't. <laughs> I, I might boot up Evil West because that's a PlayStation Plus game in January. Oh, yeah. Oh, it is? Yes. Oh, nice. Yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm very excited to try that, too. I wish that, that... I, I've seen footage. That game looks super 7th Jenny. It right? does. <laughs> it, it came out in 2022, though. Right? Yeah, it did. So <sighs> it doesn't qualify for game of the year. But I, well, I'm excited to play it when I have time. Oh, uh, if you have PlayStation Plus, Rat Game is free. Plague Tale Requiem. <laughs> So many rats. I, I, I was also on Epic. This deal is now gone, but uh, original rat game was free too. So I got two rat games <laughs> for free. Uh, Agro, what are you doing in the next week? I'm, I'm going to keep playing Alan Wake and pretend like it was my idea and not part of game of the year cram. So my brain chemicals will even out. Cool. Hey, Bob. Hey. You know how normally this is where it ends? Yeah. Bob and I watched Venom and Venom 2. We did what that on fuck? New Year's oh, Day. Fuck. <laughs> God. That's always better New Year's. Um, Venom 2 is Venom 2 is literally what you cynically assume every Marvel movie is now. <laughs> Where it's just like, yeah, I assume this reputable actor who's playing the bad guy for this film stands in a room a few times and then goes, 
the plot is gonna happen. And then the plot Venom happens because great. he I'm sorry. said it was gonna happen, and and then that, and then he becomes a tornado like he's the mask. <laughs> Venom Two is perfect. It's a perfect movie. No, that was bad, man. Yeah. Venom One was uh, so good. Surprisingly good. Venom One was surprisingly good. Venom Two is so great. He, they have the weird gay breakup, and Venom breaks his his, his OLED TV. <laughs> Yes, that one core nugget yes. that isn't strong enough in the film is the best part of that film, undoubtedly. Yeah, no, that part is great. That part is hilarious. I laughed. I cried. <laughs> I, then I cried for a different reason as the movie continued for another hour. <laughs> well, that movie made a billion dollars, so get ready for Venom 3 to make a billion and a half. See, that's funny because the ending teaser in Venom 2 couldn't happen. It already should have and clearly isn't. Oh, it did happen. It did happen, Dan. That was in the in in Spider in Spider Man, uh, the Far From Home or No Way Home or whichever one. Uh, he appears in one scene in the in like a teaser in the tropics, and then immediately teleports back, and that's the uh, that's his involvement in that movie. That's unbelievably stupid. That 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 to me comes across as Sony wrote that into the Venom movie, and Marvel just looked in and went, "Yeah, that's not touching the MCU." <laughs> <laughs> You are not having Venom going to fight three Spider-Mans. That's insane. Man. Man. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Venom, Venom 1 was fine. Venom 2 was like a fake movie. Like, it was especially bizarre. production like, it, wise. It's trying to cram everything into 70 minutes in everything feels completely undercut because of it, except for that, that breakup scene. Yeah. Yeah, it's really weird in that way. Um, I, I don't know, Bob. Like you, you, I understand how as a as a film that could be a bad thing. But at it, the more you understand about the Clone Saga and and the symbiotes and like how long some Spider Man arcs go, knock it out in seventy minutes sounds like therapy. <laughs> <laughs> the worst thing to come out of me watching Venom Two because Venom One, I was fine, but once I saw Venom Two, I went and. And Morbius is worse. That doesn't even surprise me, honestly. No, I just... Yeah, Venom, Venom 2 is a movie. I need Morbius to isn't a movie. I need to see that executed. I need to see Sony Pictures Entertainment entertain me. <laughs> go, go see fucking Madame Web next month and see the movie that literally nobody will remember. Wait, that's coming out before the... Craven the Hunter? Yeah. Yeah. But I've already seen poster for Craven. I haven't seen anything from Madame Web. Oh, uh, there was a trailer for there it. There was like, a uh, trailer. Just no one like, cared. It's like, oh, uh, yeah. here's here's all the here's all the spider characters that aren't Spider Gwen or Miles Morales. We're all putting them into this movie. So here's Madame Web. Here's I think fucking Silk is in that movie. I think here's um, Anya Corazon. I think is also in there. Wow. It, it, it's 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 just them throwing all the shit they possibly can. It feels like any one of them could have had their own movie and maybe been good. No. Wow. No. no. Okay. No. That's, uh, that sounds like. <laughs> I, here's Sony. the thing. Okay. So so Insomniac, uh, Marvel really wants uh, Silk to be Miles too. Yeah. Uh, but the problem with Silk is that she was uh, created by Dan Slott being a gigantic pervert. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and if you go read the Silk comics, it's all shit like. 
She's Peter Parker's new Asian girlfriend and their spider powers synchronize and want to make them fuck super hard if they're in the same room for too long. And that's the character Marvel decided needed to get pushed really hard. It's like if... Uh... It, it's it's <laughs> it's oh. like if Alan Wake was as horny as your average like porn account follower on Twitter. You know the person who's like I'm following 300 porn artists on Twitter. <laughs> it just fused that guy with Alan Wake, and that's how everything <laughs> I've heard about Silk comes across. That's so it's like it's the weirdest thing because they're like, oh well, we need we need a like a, a front facing female character in the Spider Man series. Cool. There's like 15 Spider Women out there. Well, let's put Silk in and make her 13. Mm. Mm. Do you even know what you just said? Are L you, last thing. Are you on the list? <laughs> one, one last thing for this news. This news. Uh, this news week. Oh, okay. So hard drive. Hard drive. Put a, uh, started a Patreon. Uh, a bunch of people immediately said, um, "I used to work for Hard Drive. We wanted to start a Patreon. Then they fired all of us and announced they were going to start using AI art for their articles, and then started a Patreon." So maybe oh. fuck hard drive. What? So hard drive announced launched yeah. a Patreon and a yeah. bunch of people who contributed to hard drive said uh, they pushed us out before doing this after like years of us saying, let's have a Patreon to fund this site. So real quick. Do you mean AI articles? Because you said AI no, like art. art art for the for the. Promotional they use, material. They use fucking stock images that are rarely, if ever, photoshopped. Why the fuck would they need? But yeah, just just right. It's happening on Twitter right now. People saying, "Yeah, I, I worked for this site, and they told me to fuck off." Uh, th this article dead named me, and when I brought it up, they kicked me out of the contributor Slack. What? Don't give them your money. Why? Like it's just all these people, including Jeremy Klapowitz, being like, "Yeah, fuck them." That's weird. I actually, uh, what was it? I just caught his thing on Blue Sky where he's like, yeah, I haven't worked there since August, even though I co-founded it. I announced it back then. So if you want to give me money, go to patreon.com yeah, slash core raiders. And I'm like, I don't know. I think you owe me money. You're part of why I watch Venom and Venom 2. <laughs> I don't know. Those are both great movies. They have 10 easy. God damn it. <laughs> Look. There's a core appeal to what Venom is about, and I get that. But then there's all of the rest of Venom, too. <laughs> the thing that drives me so insane, it shouldn't drive me insane, but it's like it's such a massive fumble that's a core part of the movie that drives me insane. They fuck up the entire establishment of Carnage's character, you know, uh, Cletus. Because he's the post credits in one, and then two has to pseudo like soft retcon that and be like, yeah, that interview did nothing. Now he actually wants to be interviewed, and now something will happen, and we'll treat this in the same tone and gravitas as the post credits interview in the first one. I'm like, you gotta, you gotta stop. You can't be like, no, that okay, sounds like that sounds that sounds like your problem for watching the post credit stinger. <laughs> It plays before the credits is over. <laughs> hey, the post-credits stinger is the best part of the Marvels. <laughs> well, this isn't a Marvel movie. It's a Sony movie. <laughs> I'm just saying I'm holding Venom 2 to the high standard of being as good as the Marvels. <laughs> you, you, you can tell because because uh, an MCU movie never would have had a allegory for gay romance at the center of it. And without asking any further questions...
I'm gonna go ahead. We're 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 um. No, you're you're right, Dan. Ed, Eddie Brock, the giant jacked bodybuilder who in the comics oh, moves to San Francisco. I thought you were saying fucking Cletus. I was like, I'm no, so confused. No. <laughs> I was like, how the fuck is... I'm not gonna... Anyway, Cletus, we're, Cletus, we're Cletus at, Cassidy isn't an, al an allegory for anything except shitty writing. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's why I was so confused. Anyways, we're leaving. Bye! very much for watching Big Think Dimension. Big Think Dimension is only possible because of you and Venom 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 I'm gonna get him like Venom <laughs> over at patreon.com slash gbpodcast where you can get him like Venom and by M I mean exclusive commentary tracks and much more that's patreon.com slash Venom 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 <laughs>